Hey, it's Kate. Hey, it's Joanna. Do you like women who laugh like Roseanne? Do you like jumping in a pool full of lemon juice covered in paper cuts? Do you like loading a bowl at the end of a hard day? If you answered yes to one or more of these questions, you should listen to Butt Stuff on the Journey into Comics Network. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. I like to get myself like real, real sopping wet and then just break into my neighbor's house and steal all of their shit. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Dick, and I am with Tyler, as always. Fat young John Stamos here. How you doing, Tyler? I'm fat young John Stamos, <laughs> so I'm doing pretty good. You, you've been you've been having a good last couple days. I've had a good week. <sighs> no panda for you. No panda. No mammy panda. No <laughs> no furor. But uh, no there is some uh, there is some controversy with the old panda. Oh. The old panda may be with child. What? Yep. What? Yep. Pandas can't reproduce, though, because they're too dumb. They're No, no, no. It's not that they're dumb. It's that they're fucking lazy. They are literally That's too, what I'm saying. They're too, too lazy they to procreate. They are literally too dumb to have a sex drive. Like, yeah. they have, You're they not have wrong. literally no sex drive. So they... They're smart enough to eat. Yeah. That's that's the only thing they're good at. Is they eating. shit, too. <laughs> Pandas don't have a sex drive, so they 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 are literally too dumb to save their own species. But uh, the the rumor going around is after four pregnancy tests, she still doesn't know if she's pregnant or not because she can't read the test. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Oh, this is fuck. This is what I heard. This today. is real life. This is what I heard today. This is real life. This somebody's fucking procreating with this thing. That's what I said. That's what I said to Richard. I said, because he was talking to me, he's like, I can't believe she's married. I'm like, you know what that means, right? He's like, what's that mean? <laughs> he, maybe he had to ask. Right. He had to ask. He had to ask. So I'm like, dude, that means someone is stupid enough to marry her. There is someone out, There is someone else out there just as dumb as, as her. Like Joe. <laughs> so like. But ugh. going even farther than that, there's somebody out there that's disgusting enough. That finds her sexually attractive enough to procreate with her. We don't need to go down the panda rabbit hole. We don't. But uh, we got some shit. We 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 got I'm some really, shit. I'm getting a lot better about you know like writing shit down to talk about. You actually having, brought the topic list this week. Yeah, I did. Not. I did last week too. Well, we both had one. We both like, had one. Well, like that's I what didn't. I'm saying. I didn't like, do shit this week. So like like last week, like we we both came prepared. We both had stuff we wanted to talk about like, i'm putting this all on you pal and so this week I, mean, I did the exact same thing and i'm just like i got shit i want to talk about doesn't it feel nice to be organized kind of yeah like i don't i feel oh, hell yeah man i feel much less awkward i feel i feel like i can actually talk about shit or oh, give you yeah. or give you shit to talk about oh, yeah <laughs> that's the key just oh, give yeah. me a topic and i'll talk oh, yeah. about it <laughs> so um First off, I would like to uh, mention something. 
So something really terrible happened last Friday on Friday the 13th of all of all days. That fucking day, man. I know. Um so good friends of mine, a band called Only Human. They're from Frankfurt. Uh they practice here in town at their friend uh Ed's house. I can't remember his last name, but cool dude. Uh, so last Friday, late Friday night, uh, his house burnt down and so did their practice space and so did all their gear. They have no gear and he has no home. Him, his wife, his family, no home. Uh, so, um, Mr. Nate Phillips, pod daddy, pod father, pod daddy, uh, he reached out to me Sunday He's like, hey, I'm sure you've seen the news with Ryan, only humans bass player. Uh, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Nate. <laughs> so, uh, which he did, Ryan hadn't posted much around, but I guess he by that point he had said something on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Nate reached out to me, reached out to Nick. Uh, apparently, uh, Ryan reached out to Nick as well. Nick Maxson, Bruise with Dudes, The Doom Room. Y'all know him on the network. Um, he be that guy. He be that guy. So we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to you know help these guys out, help Ed out, get his home, get get a new home, and yeah. And I mean, nothing can replace your home. That's that's a place you live. That's well, place... your home can be replaced. Your home can be replaced. Your family cannot be You're, replaced. You are correct, so but you know, luckily, that... luckily, nobody was hurt. Yes, exactly. Nobody. That, was that's hurt. the important part. They're, apparently, their pet their pets are are fine as well. Good. Uh, but you know, I, I mean, as much. I mean, yes. First and foremost, everybody's safe. But I mean, that's your home. Mm-hmm. That's that's some place that you find comfort and you lay your head to rest. You know, yeah, you, you kind of you can't replace that feeling, right? Uh, so, and that sucks. That really sucks. So, uh, they're gonna get a GoFundMe page going up and uh, hopefully get some get some donations, whatever whatever you guys can get, whatever that's up. Uh, the podcastrophy page will be posting that. Uh, I'm, next week, we're going to try to get Ryan and one or two of the other guys on uh, so they can talk about it, they can talk about it, and they can just shoot the shit with us, you know, because that's what we love to do here on podcastrophy. I have a fundraiser idea. What's that? So we, we do like a dunk tank thing. Yeah. Where instead of like us throwing balls at a target and you going in a, a giant tub of water, we literally just throw balls. We throw stuff at you really hard. You're you're saying me specifically? Yes, you. Why can't you be involved in this? Because I throw things a lot harder than you. <laughs> I'm not. Oh no! I mean, I'm saying people throw stuff at us. I'm the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one wants me to be hurt. Everyone wants you to be hurt. That is half fair. It is half fair. <laughs> At least I didn't say, like, throw large, heavy objects specifically at your nutsack. I could have said that. I could have went I think really it's a given, cruel. I think it's a given everybody's going to throw shit at my at my crotch. Yes. Well, I also could have said I, we could just tattoo you and put you in a camp. <laughs> that I already, mean, that I, already happened to my ancestors, pal. Yeah, you are fucking Polish. I, so. I, I have found out I am Polish. I have Polish heritage. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel great because that your fucking ancestors had because, enough ball so, sack to charge German tanks with swords and fucking cavalry. Fuck yeah! So I already I already mentioned it 
uh, on last week's episode of Podcastrophe. I'm name dropping the shit out of this show today. Yeah, you are. Uh, last week, I mentioned that I went to Ohio to my mother's and watched uh, Nate Phillips' band and Veronica and all the their band Walk Among Us. And so I was just shooting the shit with my mom in the kitchen. And I happened to mention some, I made a joke about my nose. I was like, yeah, I got this new, she, cause she, she, she mentioned that, uh, she's like, you got the same exact nose as me. Like you get it for me. I'm like, I know it's this damn Jew nose. She's like, yeah, more Polish. I'm like, oh, are we Polish? <laughs> I, I, I'm so excited. You're excited to be Polish. I've never totally. heard one. I've never heard someone say totally that. Excited the to be Polish, Polish aren't even excited to say that. <laughs> I've been to Poland. They hate everyone. <laughs> they hate themselves. The, Poland is a country of self-loathing. It is. It really is. <laughs> See, so I went to Poland with That's my dad. Episode title right there. <laughs> Poland, the, the country of self-loathing. The uh, like it's gonna be either that or just the country of self-loathing. You never know what else we're gonna have throughout the yeah, episode. Yeah. Um. Long story short, jot that down. Germans love this specific variety of mushroom that it's only found in Eastern Europe. Germans flock to Poland every year to buy pound after pound of this mushroom. It's called a Pfefferlinger in German. I like that name. Yeah, it's a good name. But uh, every summer when I would be in Germany, we would take trips to Poland to buy as much of this fucking mushroom as we could because my stepmother is from East Germany. That was the communist side for you people who don't know that Germany used to be divided in two. But uh, Fucking millennials. Fucking millennials. Fuck us. Fuck us. <laughs> but um, the Polish are big fans of making their own vodka. It's actually more of a trend than the moonshiners here. But it's just making alcohol in your home is very dangerous because you can literally kill yourself. Not to mention, you know, go blind, become sterile, die. But uh, the Polish are very good at making vodka. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. We got a little, we get, we tangented a little bit there. Well, we were in such a negative spot. It was just, uh, I get it. I, get I, it. Yeah. I, had, I had to act stupid, not to take anything away from the tragedy because yeah. it is a tragedy. And luckily, luckily no one was hurt. Yeah. Thankfully. Nothing, nothing truly precious was lost. Yeah. A home can be replaced. You know, and that, that's one of the first things Ryan said was he's like, you know what? We may have lost thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of gear, but they lost their home mm -hmm. and, but, and they're okay. That, the, that's the, the important, important part important part is they are okay mm -hmm. um so with that being said yeah they're gonna they're gonna throw up a, a gofundme page so uh anybody that can help out can help out and I, i'm gonna donate to it um i think we're gonna try to throw a benefit show or at least uh add like some like do something with the upcoming doom room shows to help support I was going to say, maybe there, there's something else that we can do, like Miranda and I make a bunch of food or something. Yeah, something that'd be really awesome, uh, which I'm sure we could do for one of the shows. I don't know, since um, that since mo since the Doom Room shows are mostly held at Jerry Lee's Pub now. doesn't have to be for the show, though. It can be okay, yeah. just in general. Okay. We can figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. And, you know, that's the great thing about having this podcast being on this network is we can we can use our platform to help people. Well, and it, it goes hand in hand with the Lafayette music scene. Yes. You know, as much as I shit on this town and shit on this state, and most of the people that live here, um, they suck. 
yeah, we fu- Indiana fucking blows ass. But uh, the Lafayette music scene is kind of the fucking diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. I've met in the short amount of time that I've really kind of tried to dive into the Lafayette music scene. I've met some really fucking cool people, and they're actually legitimately good people. You know, it's not just the mask that people put on when they interact with each other. It's these are legitimately good yeah. people, and so that that that's one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast in the first place was so. I can showcase these people because mm-hmm. a lot of the people I know here in town are in the music scene. We need to get more of them on. Yes. Yes. I mean, we've, we've already had Keegan on. Mm-hmm. Keegan, car, car door dick smashes, uh, guitarist and vocalist. Nick, uh, of course. Nick. He is the Lafayette metal scene. Like, hands down, he is the metal scene here. Uh, so, like, and not, not to mention, he, he plays in a couple of different bands. So, I'm the Lafayette uh, asshole scene. Yes, you know? uh, we are. Yeah, more so you. Yeah, because I'm because you 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 are capable of being more of an asshole. And though you though you are legitimately older than me, I am much older than you in spirit. Honestly, yeah. Get you, off my had, goddamn lawn! You've had more experience. You've had more uh, experience. Yeah. More anguish. More anguish. <laughs> more misery. Yes. Uh, um, fucking life sucks. <laughs> Anyway. So yeah, keep keep an eye out for that GoFundMe, mm-hmm. uh, and and try to uh, do what you can. Do what you can. We love Only Human. I love Only Human. You haven't heard them, but I haven't heard them. Uh, but yeah, we we love here at Podcastrophy. I'm speaking for us. We love Only Human. We love those guys. We're gonna try and be more active on social media. Going uh, as we're as we're approaching mm-hmm. the summer here, and you know we we we're gonna do start doing more things like the poll, like the grilled cheese poll. I don't I I don't know where that's at, but it's over now. Oh, I thought it went until the end of the month. No, it's a it's a six day poll. You want me to pull it up? Sure. You want pull. me to pull yeah. it up? Ah, I see what you did there, <laughs> you dumbass. Oh uh, wow. That's not the wrong page. Alright, let's see. Let's see. I like see. that you have a dick gravy page. Yeah, that's my original page. Uh the dick gravy page. It was it was my uh multimedia showcase page. Uh load you fuck. All right, the poll is in. The final results. 55 votes, 13% mayo, and 87% butter. I'm not going to say that I expected any different. Most people most people still don't know that you can make a grilled cheese and with yeah, mayonnaise. And yeah, that's true. That is true. But remember this. There are fucking weird people out there that like, spread olive oil on the fucking outside of like sandwich bread. And make grilled cheese that way. Really? Yeah. I mean, Interesting. I'm down with some fucking garlic bread that way, but olive oil is too, too strong of a fucking taste for grilled cheese. I want fucking government cheese in a van down by the river <laughs> when I fucking make grilled cheese. I'm not fucking whining and dining myself. This isn't fucking the Ritz. We're eating grilled cheese. So that's I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get fired up about grilled cheese again because I'm I'm quickly approaching it. Let's talk about beer. We've got yes, beer. I've opened mine. I haven't yet because I didn't know which one we were doing first. Uh, I I've got Hazy Potter. Give me your other one. What? Oh yeah, keep it cold. You're right. Dumbass. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, we got Hazy Potter from 450 North. This is Hazy Potter and the Brewers Carbstone. It's an India Pale Ale, 7% alcohol by volume. 
Um, I don't know. It doesn't say much else besides that. So I, I'm kind of disappointed that it doesn't. Well, I mean, we don't have a quick like yeah I'm, little footnote saying what hops they've used or honestly. So I'm gonna hold this up to the camera. I'll tell you right now, the smell is very potent. Ah. Yeah, you need to spin that around. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed that, but as soon as I opened the can, I oh, sat yeah. it down on the desk. Did you Did you not see me smell it? And as soon as I opened it up, I heard you say, "That's interesting." I was like, "Hmm." So they um, on an upcoming episode of Brews with Dudes. No, 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 not even an upcoming. It was uh, episode twenty five of Brews with Dudes. Um, they this was the first beer they drank, and they they actually got it that day. Skylar just texted me and said that she wants a hazy Potter, and I'm I'm sorry I can't give you one because yeah. this is the only two we have. Yeah, only two. You probably wouldn't like it anyway. Yeah, it's it's beer. They said it's out of all the four fifty beers. This is kind of like one of the lighter more regular style IPAs that they've made. Um, so Yeah, that definitely means my wife wouldn't like it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and give this a taste. I'm I'm eager. Ooh. Oh yeah. That is very um it's almost got a tang. Yeah. What I like it's almost like drinking vinegar. What I really like about four fifty is Except it tastes good. Huh? I said I, I didn't mean it's to like cut. Vin- it's like I didn't mean to cut you off. Good. But imagine, like I, I really, really enjoy the taste of vinegar. All vinegar. I'll fucking drink that shit. But when you get something that's very vinegar, think of uh, Carolina style barbecue sauce. Yeah, it's very runny. It's not thick. The base of Carolina style barbecue vinegar. sauce is vinegar. So when you put that that taste in your mouth or that vinegar taste in your mouth, it admi- it immediately hits all the fucking taste buds in yes. your mouth. And fucking, I just imagine that when some when liquid hits my taste buds, my taste buds like bloom, like a flower. That's that's Skylar the image says, I get in my head. Skylar says she wants it. She wants the hazy Potter for her Harry Potter collection. Oh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely the take the can. Keep the can. But well, um, I'll let you keep my can too, so that way you can have the can and the sticker. Cool. Um, so I took a pretty decently sized uh, drink there, and. Uh, it hit everywhere, mm-hmm. but then it was almost immediately gone. So the first thing it made me think of, not as far as taste, but just as far as mouthfeel goes, is vinegar. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, it's all good. Um, but the thing I like, I've always liked about most four fifty uh, North Brewing Company, uh, all their beers, um, is is they they have a, like a really full mouthfeel. Like it's it's you're getting a really full. I don't know. The liquid just seems full of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's heavy. Well, I, I would say it's heavy, but it's still, it's like fleeting. Okay. It's not heavy to the point where you're drinking molasses and it hangs in your mouth for yeah. a very long time. And, and from what I understand, it's it's their, their brewing process. Uh, they don't, they, it's unfiltered. They don't filter out like the proteins and stuff after uh, the fermentation and boil and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that gives it that hazy, foggy, you know, look that most of their beers have. And uh, that also allows it to, you know, be full bodied. Be full bodied, and, and and I I just love it, you know, it's great. It's great. I personally would still rather drink Takati, but uh, <laughs> I, you've got me hooked on it, the craft beer thing in general. Definitely four fifty beers. 
You know, I, at least at I, least I, to try it. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I love trying new stuff, but I I could most pretty much every 450 beer that I've had, I could drink every. Now I wouldn't drink the same beer every day, but I could drink a 450 beer every day. I could. And that's that's hard for me to find a beer that I would want to drink every day. Because when I was drinking heavily, I would go to the liquor store every couple of days, and I would buy a different case. So, like Tuesday, I might buy a 36-pack of fucking Rolling Rock, and then four days later, I, I would buy a fucking 24-pack of Takati, and then Victoria, and then so on and so forth. Um, I like to have things not get stale. Yeah. I get you. I get you. So, <clears throat> yeah, I... I don't I don't know that this is one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean it's it's not one of mine either. It's really you know, good. I think it's just too plain. Yeah, and I think that's what they said on Brews with Dudes. Um <laughs> Yeah. But I mean you know it's it's not bad though. Skylar definitely would not like this. No. Definitely it's, not. It's it's not bad. It's just good. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, it's just good. <laughs> it's not, God you're a piece of shit. It's not bad, it's just good. No. A poo. <laughs> oh shit! Our uh, also full time co host Baxter, the fat piece of shit cat, is uh, hanging out with us, cleaning himself. Yes. How you doing, Baxter? He we had quite the scare last weekend with him because uh, he smelled like his asshole was outside of him. Well, because it, it basically was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's no joke. <laughs> like uh, we we last last week when you were here for. Uh, the last episode. And I petted him You're and I was like, what him. the fuck is that smell? He smelled like shit because he literally had shit stuck on him. And, and uh, it, we gave him a bath. Uh, How'd the bath go? Uh, typical. <laughs> I mean, we didn't completely bathe him. We just basically washed his ass. <laughs> Miranda washed his ass. I held him down. <laughs> did you Did you ever at any point in time think that you wanted to drown him? No. Damn it. I love my cat. He's been my buddy for six years. Yeah, but I mean, even though you love your cat, like you've got something like held against its will <laughs> in a fucking tub of water. Uh, Tyler, I think we we need to address some of these underlying. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. May not have at some point in the future. I don't. I I feel like Andy's home, and I need to shut my door. But I don't know. We'll see. Squiggle, roll over there, and shut your door. Good job. You did a shitty piss poor job. That's okay. It doesn't need to be shut all the way. So, my psychological issues aside, what's our next topic this <laughs> what's week? Our next Blake? topic. Uh, I like asking you what the topics are. Oh yeah. Well, you decided to. Uh, you decided to show. You wanted to show a video, so I've got a couple videos I want us to watch. We're this gonna week. we're gonna watch Diamond Dave Ninja School. Diamond Dave's Ninja School. So here we go. Live stream, switching you over. Oh, shit. Easy there, fella. Switching you over. You're going to watch some shit now. Uh, where, Where'd we go? <laughs> there we are. <laughs> God, you're bad. Ah, uh, whatever. Um, I'm okay. So, yeah, uh, either do the one at the top or the West Virginia Ninja down lower why 
Why do we, what is going on here? Ah, uh, I'm bad at this. I'm bad at things. Yeah, you are. YouTube. Yeah. So, all right, we are good now. Oh, you want your PlayStation? There goes your leg. He just ninja starred a can of chew. <laughs> now he's using uh, jump rope as nunchucks. I can't believe you've never seen that. Uh, I haven't. Oh, How do you wow. feel about Diamond Dave's Ninja School? Do you think you've learned something? I've learned that... Uh... People are fucked up in West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia. Basically. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was that was certainly interesting. It's definitely soundbite material. <sighs> you got your ninja stare? Uh Regular ban a uh, regular can of backy? No says I. And a ninja star. <laughs> God, I fucking loved that video when I was in high school. I've yeah, I've never seen it. You know what video I loved in high school? Unforgivable. Mm. Yeah. Unforgivable. What you didn't find that funny? No, it was hilarious, but <laughs> I mean I much rather would have watched fucking Diamond Dave's Ninja School. So I was at a friend of mine's house. I woke up like the next morning. Pretty sure I was hungover. Everybody else in the room with me was asleep. And just out of nowhere, 
the first thing that popped in my head was floppy octopus. Floppy octopus. So I grabbed the laptop, typed in floppy octopus on YouTube, and there's a music video called floppy octopus. We can play it if you would like, but maybe next week. Next week. We'll yes. do floppy opt- octopus next week. But Or we could make that like a live stream, like post Post, okay, uh, yeah, we can do a post, post show. show. We can do a post, post show. Post show exclusive. But my good friend Clint Chase and his brother and a couple other people were all in the room. They're all fucking asleep. And I'm fucking just geeking out over this fucking floppy octopus video that I have no idea why I found it. I just woke up. Floppy octopus. It's like divine providence. Like I, someone guided me to find that video. I just want to know. I just want a glimpse into your mind sometime. I don't know that a, a regular mortal could handle a glimpse into my mind. I'm willing to I'm willing to do this. What if it melted your brain? Well, I'm going to I'm going to say it right here live. You heard it here first, folks. Live on Facebook and next week <laughs> on on all the other uh podcasting platforms such as Podbean. On the Journey into Comics Network. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Spotify. Google Play <laughs> Music. Google Play Music. Um, you've heard it here. Make it official. If I die, you get all of this. I get all of this? You get all of this. Hell so you yeah. you can carry on podcastrophy. Hell yeah. My password, I will tell you later. Can I have Baxter? <laughs> um, Maybe. I th- no. No. He's already been promised to another. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we'll I have see. I have a problem with this. <laughs> you have a problem with this? Yeah. There, like, there are others that have known him much longer that want him. I don't give a shit. I've been nice to that cat. I fucking hate cats. You've been nice to him, but you call him a fat piece of shit every time you, you walk call him. him a fat piece of shit. Only because I'm a follower and I started following you. <laughs> <laughs> don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> anyway, what's our next topic this um, week? We lost a hero. A oh, cin- we a did cin- a cinema hero. Uh, well, not just a cinema hero. I, a political I hero. I was getting there. A political a real hero. fucking life hero. A real American hero. Mm-hmm. A goddamn American hero. Heritage. Uh, Mr. R. Lee Ermy mm-hmm. passed away earlier this week. This weekend was it? This weekend or earlier this week? It was Sunday. I, I read it Sunday. I think. Yeah, you texted me on Sunday. Yeah, I think. What a bummer. I've I've loved him and everything I've seen him in. Well, look at look at arguably one of the most recognizable movies. Excuse me, of all time, Full Metal Jacket, yeah. okay? It's recognizable for its uh screenplay, the cinematography, uh the theme obviously that the movie is uh focusing on. That movie would not be a third of what it is without Arlie Ermey's short, um, short role yeah. or small role in the very beginning of the film. Yeah. Imagine, imagine his role completely removed. That movie fucking blows dick. Honestly, I never seen the movie beyond that point. Really? Uh, you should finish it. Not, not by my own choice. I was. I was legitimately just watching it, mm-hmm. and then I had to go for some reason. And, yeah, definitely watch the whole movie. Um, it doesn't. Yeah. The movie doesn't get better. It just kind of stays. Yeah, 
stagnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, obviously, um, the barrack scene, all of the barrack scenes, and or you know, basic training, that, that's the fucking peak of that movie. So, okay, if you haven't seen Full Metal Jacket, fucking mute this. Stop, mute the video for a couple seconds. I don't know. I mean, most people have seen it. We don't need to spoiler alert yeah. Full Metal Jacket. We don't. You're right. So the scene where Arlie Army dies. Mm-hmm. He gets shot by the guy he's been fucking uh, tormenting mm-hmm. all of all of boot camp. It's fucking character building. Yeah. But to this guy, he was being tormented. And mm-hmm. everybody else was tormenting him. Suppose I, I, It's been a while since I've seen it. So no, you're right. Bear with me. Uh, he, he takes a gun and he's... He's going crazy. He's going crazy in the. He's fucking, lost his fucking mind. In the, he's in the bathroom, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's gonna kill himself, or somebody. But I can't. No, he's gonna kill himself. Yeah. And then Gunny shows up and yeah. Yeah. starts berating him. Yeah, he's got a fucking loaded gun and he's you berating fat him. sack of shit. Put down that weapon. And then he fucking shoots Gunny. Well, he he doesn't he dare him. Yeah, he dares him to shoot him, mm-hmm. and he he does it, and that that, that bummed me out. I'm like. Oh, I didn't know that happened. And then in this he movie. and then he kills himself. Yeah. But look back. Look, but do you remember that? Do you know who that actor went on to be? Farva. No. Yes, that's what? Farva. That's Farva. Yes, that's Farva. Give me a fucking liter of cola. I'm gonna look this up. Because... It's fucking Farva, Blaine. For once, fucking trust what I say. It's fucking Farva. Type in Farva. Kevin Heffernan, known as she. Hold on, we are looking this up. It's fucking Farva. Actor. When was Full Metal Jacket? Mm, I nope. don't remember. It was not Farva. You know who went? Who that was? The guy who played uh, Kingpin in Daredevil. I thought that was fucking Farva. No. He was also in Jurassic World. Let's see. I can't remember his God, name. God, they look so fucking similar. You were wrong. Or I, w- I was wrong. You were right to, to not trust me. Vincent D. Yep. Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Pow. And Men in Black. God, they look so similar. Uh, Vincent D. D'Onofrio. 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 Wow. Yeah, he he's uh William Wilson Fisk. I about said William. He's Wilson Fisk in uh Daredevil, the Kingpin. But he's and he was uh Hoskins in Jurassic World. Uh wasn't in much else. He's had a lot of uh supporting roles. Yeah, Law and Order Criminal Intent. Mm-hmm. Uh Law and Order Criminal Intent, What's New Scooby Doo? The Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys. <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. Watch it. I'm going to check this out. Uh, yeah, I, I apologize for, for coming at you the way that I just did. Yeah, you. you I accept. <laughs> uh, Men in Black, the series. Men in Black, the movie. Edgar. Who was Edgar? Is that the... I have no idea. Edgar 
Oh, shit. Yep. Wow, he was the fucking, the guy that the... the farmer before he got meat suited. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Wow. 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 All right. So, yeah, rest in peace, Gunny. Yeah, I mean, you look back at all the badass shit that Gunny did. You know, he was a strong Second Amendment supporter, obviously. He supported smart politics, not the bullshit that we have in office right now. Um, look, yeah. think back to the show fucking Mail Call. How oh, badass fuck, of a yes. fucking show was uh, that, that? That was that History Channel show, right? Where mm-hmm. he, Oh, fuck yeah, I love that back show. Back when the History Channel was good. Yes. Before it was all Pawn Stars and fucking counting cars restoration american pickers i actually that, that show's not bad i fucking hate that show really they butt fuck each other in the van <laughs> not that i have anything against homosexuality but i mean don't get me when wrong i, was I won't, when I I was watch a, kid, a marathon of it when i was a kid i watched the discovery channel cartoon network animal planet and the fucking uh history channel that's it that's all i fucking watched I watch Discovery a lot. And I learned a lot of shit. I have a lot of fucking facts in you my do. brain. You do. I mean, I remember shit. We we had a full conversation about World War II. Just out just while working. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to talk to people about just random history shit. Like you don't get that very often. Well, there's a lot of history. These days. You know, history is written by the victors. Number yeah. one. Number two. Uh, we are no longer teaching, actually teaching history in schools um, because teachers are complaining about being underpaid when, in my opinion, they're the most overpaid fucking organization in the world other than the IRS. Um, and number three, like, it, it, it just, it, it goes hand in hand. We've replaced something that's actually educational yes. with something that is fucking entertaining. And it's entertaining to people who aren't educated. So, it's just fucking sad. It is. It really is. And, God, back to Mail Call. I fucking love that show that so much. That's such a good fucking show. Uh, people would write in and... And, pe- and, the, and people would legitimately ask these questions. Yeah, and that's awesome. They're, they would ask questions about, um, like, tanks. Or, like, or individual weapons. Individual weapons. And, mm-hmm. and he would, like, demonstrate them sometimes. He would give the history of that yep. weapon, the... the and what from, made them so from, awesome? From uh, like design to inception, like all yeah. the way through. Yeah, and and then he would, if if he was able to, he would demonstrate these. Fucking things. blow up some watermelons. And, yeah, and he would just fucking. Uh, Gunny if, hated watermelons. <laughs> so did, there was a game. Um, I want to say just cause. Like they hated watermelons. All Gallagher that. hated watermelons too. The Gallagher. fucking sledgematic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but once again, rest in peace. Gunny. Yeah, R.I.P. Gunny, Arlie Ermy. You you were a great part of my childhood. I think the first thing I saw him in was Saving Silverman with Jack Black. And Such Jason a great Biggs. fucking movie. That is a great movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen Saving Silverman, please do. It's 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 also one of the first movies I saw Jack Black in. Doesn't Jack Black end up being gay with Gunny in the yes. end of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that she like psycho like the 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 antagonist of the movie. I can't remember her name, but or or the actress's name, but God, she's hot though. 
she fucking psychoanalyzes JD or Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because uh, he, they're holding her captive in their basement, and he's in this like this high school football team's mascot uniform, like he's in the he's in the mascot suit, and he's guarding her, make, making sure she doesn't fucking do anything. And she's just Judith. Starts, Judith, yes, uh, of course it's Judith. Uh, of course it is. But no, she's she's psychoanalyzing him against his will, and like she basically convinces him that he's gay. Or makes him realize that he's gay. <laughs> he tells he tells that to Arlie Ermey, his, his former football coach. Uh, and he's like, I am too? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, great movie. If you haven't seen Saving Silverman. Yeah, I fucking, I've always dug Saving Silverman, man. It's got, it's got Steve Zahn, Jason Biggs, Arlie Ermey, uh, Jack Black. Uh, there's a great appearance from Neil Diamond. Oh, yeah. Along with tons of musical fucking, it's a, it's a bits. fucking fantastic ensemble cast. <laughs> it's out of something that you wouldn't fucking is, in, expect. The scenes where Steve Zahn is fighting the fucking raccoons. Oh my god! God, they're great. Steve Zahn is, he's or when Jack Black is eating the fucking spaghetti in the refrigerator. <laughs> god, just watch Saving Silverman. Yes, it's a classic. Watch Saving Silverman. Uh, I think other than that, I've only seen. I've only seen Arnie, Arlie Ermey in like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. But moving forward, um, last Friday a new CD dropped, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one that I've been very or I've been looking forward to for a while. You know, okay. So before we say who it is, uh, the last CD they came out with, I was really looking forward to that because I love the CD they did previously. And so there was between 2009 and 2015, all they had was a greatest hit CD, essentially. Mm-hmm. This band is Breaking Benjamin. And so th- between Dear Agony and Dark Before Dawn, there was six years in which they released a greatest hit CD, which had, and, and because of that CD, Benjamin Burnley fired his entire band, which because, I still don't blame him. Yeah, they they I, and Nick and I we've talked about this on either podcast for your birds with dudes before, but he fired his entire band because they they gave the go on releasing a remixed version of. We talked about it episode nineteen. Oh, did we? Dead horse with Brandon. Oh yes. So long story short, fired band. They released because they released um, remix version of "Blow Me Away" with the female singer. Not bad, but not as good as the original. Uh, the the female vocal the the, it was great. the vocals are great. It was great. The way the the way the song is mixed up. Yeah, terrible. terrible. He didn't want it. He didn't want it released. They decided to go ahead. He's like, "Well, fuck y'all, bye." Yeah, because this is the the band name is Breaking Benjamin. It's mm-hmm. not Benjamin Burnley and. Friends, yeah. So and, you know, he's, fuck all you guys. He is the main writer and composer mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. He he writes the music. It, it's I'm trying to think of it's like it's like Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Trent Reznor writes everything. Yep, he writes fucking everything. That's his fucking band. Um, and uh, for honestly, for the longest time, Foo Fighters was the same way. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl wrote everything. That's Dave Grohl's there, band. There was there was a 
an album where the Chad th- Kroger writes everything. Does he? I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to say it. Oh man, that explains so much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Breaking Benjamin, they they finally return to their normal uh, two to three year cycle, mm-hmm. like album cycle. So episode nineteen, you had Brandon and I listen to their first single off the album Red Cold River. Yes, and neither one of us listened to it before the episode. Um, then we listened to it right before the episode started. I really, I really dig that single and I haven't, there hasn't been a single other than Bad Wolves cover of Zombie that I've really dug for a long time. So fast forward to where we're at now. Red Cold River, would you say it blowed you away? It was very good. I, I really like it. For a lot of reasons, um, you know, you and I talked a little bit right before, or right before we yeah. got we got into our uh, technical difficulties. I look at this album as kind of a Breaking Benjamin return to form. Yeah, um, it's it's not heavy song ballad, heavy song ballad, heavy song ballad. It's it's just the same thing all the way through. Yes. In, in a good way. In a good way, yes. Um, I've listened to the album now twice. Uh, I think you've listened to it more than I have. About three or four times, yeah. Yeah, I've only... Without with, even realizing With kids it. and everything, I've been busy. I haven't had... Yeah. And, you know, it didn't come out that well, many I, days I had, ago. I had my earbuds in at the gym yesterday, and it, it went through a couple times. And as you said, it's kind of... It's a shorter album. And that's one of the things that it's I... Appre- 12 songs. I appreciate, because um, I told you... In the early to mid-2000s, you know, a lot of um, superstar bands were releasing albums with 20 songs on them. 11 of the songs probably, or more than likely, fucking sucked. You know, I remember quite a few that I was like, okay, take this song out, take this song out, take this song out, and look at what we have left, and we've got a really good album, so... Even especially now that we're not buying CDs, we're not buying physical media. Um, I have no problem with bands releasing, even if it was a seven, you know, even if it was a seven track album, I'd be okay with that. Check out that artwork. I saw it on Spotify. I didn't get to see a whole lot. I really dig that artwork and the CD itself. Is it in there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's it's uh it's their typical. They put their logo on every CD. And um, uh, the the camera's not going to pick this up very well, so I'm not even going to bother. But um, they, they've always this this reminds me a lot of uh, the Phobia disc, actually. Um, I don't have my copy of Dark Before Dawn because I let someone borrow it a couple years ago, and I never got it back. Along That's why you don't let people borrow things. Uh, to be fair, I haven't really bothered to try to get it back either. Yeah, you're uh, a piece of shit. I also have my signed copy of Tremani's all that I was, which is, was his debut solo CD. Um, but yeah, this album itself. Uh, so I really dug dark before dawn. I love that CD. I loved its, I loved its softer moments. I loved its heavier moments. That, that to me was, uh, a great continuation of, uh, dear agony, which is dear agony is my favorite breaking Benjamin CD. Um, really? Yes. Hands down. Uh, every, Every moment of that CD is just brilliant. I love I love that album. I do not like the song Dear Agony. Oh, that's probably my favorite song on the album. Not mine. Uh, 
I I have a I love Breaking Benjamin is in my top ten favorite bands of all time. I really hope that we get to go see them this summer, August, August. Uh, they are with Five Finger Death Punch and Bad Wolves and uh, nothing, nothing more. more. I really really that that I would say that I would look for. I am looking forward to that concert more so than I am of any of the concerts I've missed the last two or three years. I went and saw Breaking Benjamin for the first time about two years ago. Uh, they were opening up for Disturbed, and which is another another band. I'm not exactly in love with them anymore like I was. Disturbed is still a bucket list band. Oh, yeah, you got to see them. I mean, I, everybody gives me shit for liking Disturbed, but you know they're the reason I am into heavy music. Yeah. I, I would not be into heavy music if it wasn't for I, me. I got, into, I got into Disturbed late, like yeah. mid-high school, so Disturbed wasn't my influencer, but I've, I fucking always dug Disturbed. Yes. And then, you know, we talked about the Bad Wolves cover cover a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Or four or five episodes ago. You want to talk about a cover, the fucking oh, cover shit. of The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah. That's how you fucking do a cover. And that's part of the reason why I like Bad Wolves cover so much is they did it just like... Disturbed did. So all you people out there that want to shit on Disturbed, go ahead. Disturbed is still fucking badass. A lot of people complain about Disturbed because they're all, all their their vocals sound the same. It's like, no, they really don't. If you well, actually, even if their vocals sound the same, ACDC's every yeah. song of fucking ACDC sounds exactly the same. It's the same music. Yes, Disturbed. Shit on yourself. People give Disturbed shit because all their songs sound the same. It's like, no, you haven't actually dealt... Unless you actually delve into their discography and have listened to everything, you can't say every song sounds the same because I've... I have. Well, here's the thing. I'm a fan. Even if they do all sound the same, it doesn't fucking matter. No. ACDC, in the top fucking 20 greatest bands of all time... Every fucking song is exactly the goddamn same. <laughs> I fucking hate ACDC because it's all the same. But you know what? I respect them because they're in the top fucking 20 yeah. greatest goddamn bands of all time. And you know what Disturbed is? They are part. They are one of five bands, I think at this point four bands, who have had five number one debuts. Yeah. Metallica. I was gonna say Metallica is the only one I know off the top of my head. Uh, there's a few others, uh, obviously. I can't. Uh, Metallica's the only oh. one. <laughs> top five. There's only two. Wait, our math's <laughs> wrong. But uh, yeah, st- and it, this goes back to what I've said. Like, you know, out of the out of the last ten episodes, I've probably went on a rant about it at least four fucking times. Stop shitting on something just because you slightly disagree with it. Fucking be more complex Stop of a fucking... shitting on in- something because you see other people shitting on it. Yeah, be a fucking complex person. Form your own fucking opinions. Be a regular gay. I was about to say, be a complex gay. Be a regular <laughs> fucking gay, okay? Stick your dick on an engine block and produce a hot, foamy goo. <laughs> like, yeah. sir, it, it just... I mean, it, fuck, it really triggers me because... Disturbed is not a bad band. No. They are they are like you said one of the only fucking bands of all time to have five debuts at fucking number 1, is that what you said? Yes. Okay. You're going to tell me that they're shit because all their stuff sounds the same? Fuck the, you. The only album that hasn't debuted at number 1 was The Sickness, which is arguably everybody argues is their best album. Right. I wouldn't disagree with that. But I don't they were still it. undiscovered. Yeah, you're right. For the most part. Exactly. So 
But if they are that fucking untalented that you're going to say they suck and that they're shit, how do they have five fucking number one debuts? Because there's a lot of there. If the only the only explanation for so much hate yet so much like love is there's a lot of closet disturbed fans out there. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with that. And you know what? It, it, it goes to let's talk about Nickelback. Let's talk about Nickelback. I've talked about Nickelback on this yeah. show before. Everybody knows why I fucking hate Nickelback. I hate Nickelback. I did not hate Nickelback prior to Dark Horse. I'm not going to go through that whole thing over and over again. You are exactly right. After I, Dark Horse, man, that fucking ruined it for me. You know, all the right reasons probably ruined it for a lot of people because they heard Photograph and Rockstar a million fucking times on the radio. But that doesn't... And See, here's the thing with Nickelback. I have no respect for Chad Kroger and Nickelback because oh, Chad Kroger's no. a fucking douchebag. Face for a foot? Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, foot for a face. Foot for a face. It's, a, it's <laughs> the same other way. Yeah. But, um, you know, the only reason I hate Nickelback is because I heard Dark Horse literally on repeat until my fucking ears were bleeding every day during wrestling practice if that would not have happened and i only heard it heard the cd like once a day i probably would still have a little bit of respect for for nickelback yeah but they're i mean and you cannot say that they're not talented because they've made a shit ton of fucking money oh yeah so they're either people like them they're either really intelligent or really fucking talented and i think ultimately it's a combination of the two i have not heard a good thing about them since dark horse and that being said, that not not saying anything good about Dark Horse, but that was the that was the line. Here's the sad thing too. There's actually not a there's a couple songs on Dark Horse that aren't bad. No, I know. I know. And the fucking band is terrible. Yeah. Uh, we're we're steering away from the real topic and that's breaking Benjamin's new season. Yeah, you you got me triggered. I I, I got I, fucking I real triggered there for a I second. Tangented. A little bit, and you know what? So I consider this thick, foamy goo. <laughs> so this is this is Breaking Benjamin's album Ember. And I really, I really like the album title. I do too. And you know, it's it's not a song title; Mm-mm. it's just an album title. Mm-hmm. And there's there are, but the, but there are lyrics that mention the name Ember. Mm-hmm. And you know, this there, so far to me, there are no songs that really stand out. And I'm I'm not that's not a knock. Um, Red Cold River is like the only one that stands out to me because I already heard it. Um, I really digged, uh, or I really dig the opening song on the album. I did too. Lyra or Lyra, however yeah. you want to say it. Yes. I really dig that one. Feed the Wolf was okay. Oh, I liked Feed the Wolf. Uh, I really liked Tourniquet. Tourniquet yeah. was a good one for me. Um. Oh, this is interesting how they did the song, the track listing on the back. I also really, I also really like the Dark of You. Yes, I love Dark of You. And I, I'll tell you this: Torn Apart, Torn in Two is good. That's what I was getting ready to say. I really dig uh, Red Cold River. It's probably my second favorite song on the album because that's the one I've heard the most. Yeah, I really, really like Torn in Two. I will say right now that's my favorite song on the album. This is a, it's a really consistent sounding album. Well, and that's what I said. It's, it's kind of Breaking Benjamin's return to form. You look at uh, Phobia, you know, people, people, and you yourself. Say, ah, there's a lot of songs on Phobia that I just, I don't really care for. Mm-hmm. You have to look at Phobia and the amount of hits that came off of that one album. My opinion, Phobia is their greatest album they've ever done. And you know, that's, that's a lot of people's. Um, but this is very much, 
return to form. This is blown blown away without the shitty add-on vocals from the female artist. This the shitty good add-on vocals. Well, the, 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 the vocals are really good, but the, the way they mix. mixed it is yeah. terrible. Um, it's It's not six years without an album. This is this feels like all right. The, we're back in the game. We, like we're, we're we just released an album a couple years ago. We need to we, we need to put something else out that's really really good um, to stay. Rel- I th- Breaking Benjamin is one of the bands that I think even if say Ember is their last album that they ever make, as long as they continue to tour and have uh, somewhat of a semblance of a presence. Yeah. Uh, in the industry, I think Breaking Benjamin is one of the few bands that would have the ability to stay relevant for a long time, just because of the albums that they have released. Mm-hmm. You know, Ember could be the last one, and they could never release another one, and I'd be okay with it. I I would not be okay with it, but I I couldn't say that. God, that fucking last album that you guys did sucked, and that that's how you leave us. If this was their last album, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it would be too. The way the the way the album is, not the fact that it would be their last album. Um, if I were to rank it, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna rank by number. I'm just gonna say this isn't my favorite. Just say thumbs up or thumbs down. I I give it a definite thumbs up because it's it's good. It's not bad, but does it so far? Because I, I I've yet to really dive into the lyrical mm-hmm. themes and all and what makes me connect to it. So that that comes next. Right, um, but on on first four listens, uh, because it, it's bit, like I said, it it's a short album. It goes very and and the songs are not very long. They're all no, but you don't feel like they're it. all sub four minutes. You you so, you you listen through it and you don't even realize it started over. One because all the songs sound similar in a good way, uh, and two you just you're just it's good to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah, I, I definitely give it a thumbs up. Is it my favorite? No, Dear Agony still holds that. Uh, ah man, after Dear Agony, I don't know what to put after that. I think you have to put Phobia there. I would say Phobia is tied with Dark Before Dawn for me, for me. I didn't like Dark Before Dawn as much as you did. I I, really I like did. Dear Agony more than I like Dark Before Dawn. I like Dark Before Dawn a lot um, because it. It did have some really heavy hitters, mm-hmm. unlike this album so far. But give this album a little bit of time. Oh yeah, a little bit more I exposure. Mean, Dark Before Dawn had failure. It had defeated. Right. Uh, it had uh, When Angels Fall. Oh, When Angels Fall. That is such an incredible song. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashes I don't. Of, like Ashes I said, of Eden. Ashes of Eden is one it's of the different. ones. It, well, it's it's different. It's. I struggle with Ashes of Eden a little bit because it was played on the radio so much. See, I don't have radio, so I don't... You have don't, radio, you just don't listen I to I don't it. listen to radio, so I never have I, ha- I have no clock radio. I have no clock radio. I do not. I do not. That's bullshit. I don't have it. God, I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You, I was. It's the Nickelback thing. I was exposed to it a lot more than you were. Yeah. When I did not choose it. What I like about Ashes of Eden is it one, it's different from most of their songs. It's soft, so I can it's really easy to listen to and I can connect to it in in that way. Uh, that it's a softer How many times have you masturbated to it? Oh, at 
at least 16. Um, this month or just all time? All time. Okay. Uh, and I, I really enjoy it. I like songs that towards the end, they add in like vocal harmonies. I, and, I gotta, and that, that are kind of contrasting. If uh, you want to give me a musical boner, harmonize. Oh, yeah. I think think of this. Crossfade. Cold. Mm-hmm. The end. Yep. At the, the, the final chorus where he, the, he he's having those, yeah, where he kind of like one of them sings the actual chorus and the others, the, it, it, it's, it's saying it off. It, it's kind of like a, like a delay, but it's, it's a, it's a separate, it's a separate vocal track where he is, he is extending what they said just pre, just moments prior. So, Ashes of Eden, love that song. Vocal harmonies, love those. Um, this album, I can't wait to keep listening to it. I've I think it's one that's going to be relevant. It's going to yeah. be very relevant. I've, I've listened to a couple albums recently uh, that have really... Uh, I've, I've So the, the three other albums I've listened to in entirety uh, recently, uh, Light the Torch, Revival, Ooh. Oh yeah. I need to finish this beer so we can get on to the next one. Um Light the Torch mine, is bitch. what is the renamed version. Uh it's Howard Jones, formerly of Kill Kill Switch Engage. There's a couple other members that were in other bands. I don't know them. I might know their bands though. Is this a super group? I, I think so. Okay. I, like I said, I'm I, okay with that. I think oh, we yeah. need more super groups. We do. And at this if point, are, that's if, what we're getting if, well, all if, the time. If, well, see, we, we have so many super groups that tried to form in the late 80s, early 90s. And that didn't work. And it didn't work because there were so many fucking egotistical people. And no one wanted super groups. They wanted the original bands for everybody to or get Or they wanted those super groups to play those songs. Right. The, the songs that they loved. They didn't want them to do their own thing. I'm to the point now on where you're all these people are so fucking musically talented. They all have a gift. Why not fucking let them do their thing? Make more fucking super groups. Yeah. People are assholes though. But light the torch. So Yeah, I know that more than not anybody. A little a little bit after uh, Howard left Killswitch uh, by a little bit. I mean, at least like five years. Had to have been five years. Um, he he came out with Devil You Know. A lot of people fucking hated it. And I know why. I'll tell you right now, I was not a fan. You were not a fan? Not I a was fan. not a fan either. Because, uh, one, it was it was angry. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't like... I didn't like that that anger, that that style of anger. And And that's what I was going to say. It was almost to the point of where it wasn't just anger anymore, it was whiny. Yeah. That's it, the way that I took it. It was it was anger in the most negative way, and that's not what I'm used to with Howard. I'm used to him writing positive lyrics. Even even in the sadness, there was a positive light. Um however, and, and on top also, of that Also, real quick, I have to interject. Go for it. Uh, we've been, we've been talking about covers, and now we're talking about Kill Switch. Holy fucking diver! You may proceed with what you're doing. Holy diver, you've been down too long in the midnight sea. Right, was, I fucking love that. That was terrible. Whatever. Um, but yeah, the one thing the one thing that stood out most to me, in terms of Devil You Know and how much I hated them, was the vocal production. 
holy shit, they added some really terrible fucking, like, layered, processed-as-fuck vocals to Howard. Yeah, they did. And I hated it. So, moving forward, they come out, they decide to change their name. They decided to change their name to Light the Torch. Real quick, just to just to satiate my um, paranoia, can you minimize the YouTube thing and verify that we are recording? Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah, we are still recording. Thank you. Can the Facebook can Facebook Live not hear us? No, I I just. It's been a long time since we've had the oh, the oh. waveforms up, and I was very paranoid. Like, uh, we've done it again. No, it's still recording. So anyway, light the torch. Light the torch. I don't know. I can't remember why they decided to change the name. Well, uh, sometimes it's the same members. Sometimes when you have a very negative connotation associated with you, you have to kind of um, put on a new mask or, or refresh. You know. So I get it. They come out with the CD revival, and I had already heard a song off of it. I have not heard this, and it's—I think it's one of the. When did it come out? Die Alone, I think, is the first one. When did when did the album drop? About a month or two ago. Okay. This CD from front to back is just absolute amazing. Okay, like the vocal production, which was honestly the vocal production is the biggest issue I had with Devil You Know. Both CDs. Okay. Uh, I bought both CDs. So like, that's why you were pissed. No, I'm not pissed. Well, was, think about it. Think about it. It's the same thing. That it's the same luckily thing. Luckily, I bought them digitally. But think about this. <laughs> it's the same thing that I say with uh, when I go to, when I go to the movie theater. As long as I'm entertained and I can justify spending that ten dollars on a movie ticket, I'll be okay. If I go to the to the if I go to Walmart right now and buy a Devil May or yeah, if I buy a fucking CD for $17 and it's fucking terrible, I'm going to be pissed off. If the yeah. CD is mediocre enough that I'm entertained, I can justify spending $17 on that, you know? You want to know a CD I, I, I bought physically and was very disappointed in? What's up? Uh, Foo Fighters, the latest CD, Concrete and Gold, I think is what it's called. I have a very rocky relationship with Foo Fighters, and I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah, Dave Grohl is just more sophisticated Chad Kroger uh, for me in a lot of ways. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the best description ever. Am I wrong? I I've never thought that, but think about it. Think about it from my perspective, though. You have a drummer from one of the most heralded bands of all time mm -hmm. and i in my opinion and this is a strong unpopular opinion so prepare yourself folks uh because people don't like it when i say this nirvana is not that fucking good get yeah. over yourselves their hits they are, did, their they, hits are great their hits are great and their their songs that aren't hits are still good and i'm not taking anything oh, away yeah. from that the band is great but what i don't I do not appreciate when you when you look at the uh, when you look at the musical genre of grunge. Okay, you immediately think of late '80s, early '90s, and our generation, the millennials, immediately go to Nirvana, 
Why yeah. do we go to Nirvana? Because MTV and VH1 crowned Nirvana. Huge staples of our generation. The kings. Musically. Of, the kings of grunge. And that's not correct. Soundgarden. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Temple of the Dog. Those are the fucking kings of grunge. Temple of the Dog is Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's I not don't mind. let's not forget Candlebox. Right? Yeah, you can't. I mean, there, there's a lot more that I didn't you know. Candlebox. That's awesome. I fucking love Candlebox. I don't know very many people that know Candlebox. How can you not fucking know Candlebox? I'm just saying. I don't. I said know the same many thing people. when you told me that you appreciated the fact that I knew Temple the fucking dog. How can people not fucking know Temple of the Dog? Have you not fucking heard Hunger Strike? <laughs> so okay. I'm gonna have a fucking me, aneurysm. This today. is hilarious. This is hilarious. Oh my god. So episode 25 Brews with Dudes, they mentioned that they were listening to uh something at uh the 450 North release where they got these beers we're drinking. And they're like, ah, oh, who is this? Pearl Jam? And they're like, no, it's Temple of the Dog, and or, and he, Nick couldn't think of who it was, and he's like, it's like some dog or hair of the dog or Temple of Temple, of, <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> it's so funny that we're talking about this two weeks in a row. Two, we- two weeks later, no, 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 two weeks in a row. We talked about Temple of the Dog last week. Did too. we? Yeah. Holy shit. That's when awesome. we talked about you appreciating Amazing. the fact that I knew Temple of the Dog. I do. But anyway. No, I, I seriously do appreciate that you know Temple of the Dog. and Because to me, in my life, not many people know Temple of the Dog. Part of the reason that I have such a hard-on for Temple of the Dog. Um, Chris Cornell. Not Chris Cornell, in my opinion, the greatest frontman of all time. This just in. We're all going to die on April 23rd because of Death Planet, according to conspiracy theorists. Go on. We'll get back to that. <laughs> Um, in my opinion, Chris Cornell, the greatest frontman of all time. We will dissect that in a later show. I've I've got some working yeah. in the back of my mind where we kind of do a top ten of all time frontman. Not just frontman, like musicians. Just like people. People and of like different genres. We just kinda we come up with our list before the show and then we rattle through them and we dissect. I've had that working for a little bit because we don't talk about music enough on this show. Now that I've now that I'm a co-host, I feel like I've stolen a little bit of that away from you. And I appreciate music in a lot of different ways. And I want to talk about music more on the show, but we'll talk Always about that. Down. We'll talk about that later. So anyway, um yeah, Temple of the Dog is just so fucking great. You cannot you cannot you cannot listen to any modern rock in any in any variation and it not be a little bit rooted in the in the grunge trend of the 90s yeah. and yeah. you have two men along with others you have Chris Cornell and fucking Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder to thank for that not fucking um Cobain I'm sorry Nirvana was great, and I I eventually will get back to to, to Dave Grohl. I promise. It. Yes, they popularized it. Soundgarden, for sure. Soundgarden was fucking badass. Pearl Jam was badass. You know they were playing festivals and they were doing a lot of stuff on the West Coast, and they were really popular. Nirvana brought grunge to the Midwest and to the East Coast and to everybody else, along with Candlebox. Yeah. I would say. Candle, I don't know much about Candlebox. Candlebox was very radio popular at the time. Really? Okay. So a lot more so than 
Soundgarden and Pearl Jam for a long time. That sounds so weird because like I'm like, I, oh my god, I'm I'm re- that's awesome that you know Candlebox. I don't know much about Candlebox. Soundgarden and Pearl Jam got a lot more popular once VH1 and MTV got a hold yeah. of them. So ten. When um, 10 came out that yep. was huge um but you know nirvana if you look one of the 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 biggest things that i appreciate about nirvana if you go back and look at the um the unplugged stuff that they did oh that they did mtv unplugged in mtv New York. unplugged um that is i i in my opinion the unplugged stuff that they did is better than 90 percent of the stuff that they recorded honestly I really yeah. because that is that is actual on the spot emotion. It's it's Dave feeding off of Kurt. It's Kurt feeding off of Dave. It's everybody together. It's a very relaxed, you know, Kurt's feeding off the crowd, but nobody's riled up because it's mm-hmm. a very small crowd and it's very um it's very intimate. So while we're on the subject of Nirvana, I have a I have a really special connection with Nevermind. Okay. To me, special. Was it the baby dick? No. <laughs> Are you talking about the song or the album? The album okay. itself. I mean, uh, not even entirely the album, but okay, so rewind to late April, early May 2012, right around this time, actually. Um, my the, I came home from work. This is my first. This is a couple months into me working at Subaru. I came home to work from work to my fiance outside, and she left me. She decided to call it off. That night, I mean, I still stayed with her that night, and that I was awkward as shit. <laughs> kinda, um, I was I was devastated, but I, I she went to sleep. I decided to keep watching Netflix. Um. I ended up watching uh, the the making of Nevermind, classic album. Mm-hmm. Nevermind. Um, there there was a couple. Others. That was on Netflix. Yeah, there was it was, it was that uh, the Black album, which was really cool. To watch. Oh hell yeah, that was really cool to watch. Um, but Nevermind. So I'm I'm watching this. I'm watching the making of it, and the, he's the producer. I can't remember his name right now, but he uh, he was going through. He's like, oh yeah, listen to this. Listen to these. Listen to these doubles that Kurt Cobain did. Like they're spot on. Like, and then oh, listen to listen to this this uh, track with um, Dave Grohl doing backup doubles, like with Kurt and like how fucking they harmonize so perfectly mm-hmm. together. And then and it and it just told like all these little stories about each track or just, like substantial tracks like uh, um, "Come as You Are" and mm-hmm. all this shit. And the the one that stood out most to me was a song called "Something in the Way." That's a good one. Oh, one I, of my favorites. I fucking love that, and I had never heard it. I had never fucking heard it before hearing this story. You've and never, you had never sit down, sat down, no, and listened that, to that whole until, album until I saw this thing. Really? Until I saw this video or this this documentary. documentary. Uh, I after as soon like literally like the next day I went to disc replay and I fucking picked that album up. Or I maybe I went to Best Buy. We've had like completely opposite musical journeys. See, I I've always loved Nirvana for their hits, but I never actually dived in, you know. But something in the way, like the the big story behind that is like they were trying to record it and they were trying to record it, and he, Kurt Cobain, finally got like really frustrated because mm-hmm. he couldn't get it the way he wanted it, and so he just fucking 
in frustration, went over to the couch and tried to work it out. And he, the way he was doing it on the couch, uh, the the producer, whose name I wish I could fucking remember, because he's a great dude. Uh, he's he's been in another punk band and shit, and before that, and uh, he still to this day produces Foo Fighter stuff. Um, so he's been involved in the industry for a oh, long time. Definitely. Uh, he he's like, no, that's that's it right there. And he, he immediately ran over with a microphone and said, do it. Like, do it right here. This is how I want. This is how it needs to be. And uh, he, he he recorded it on the spot. Like, Kurt Cobain on a couch with an acoustic guitar. Just singing his heart out. Calmly singing his heart out. Uh, something in the way. And that song is just fucking beautiful to me. Um, so that, that song... That that song, I I I say the album, but that song holds a special place in my heart because it's just it's so sad and uh, I love it. We've ventured off, so I was I was really disappointed in Foo Fighters' Concrete and Gold. It had a couple songs that were rocking and a couple songs that were like really rolling, experimental. I will say that's the that. And that's, you know, I, I made the comment that Dave Grohl is like... Chad Kroger. Chad Kroger. <laughs> just sophisticated. Um, just sophisticated tra- Chad Kroger. What I do appreciate about Dave is he's not afraid to try something. Oh, yeah. You know, Dave Grohl is a musical genius because when when you're involved with one of the arguably, you know, top 100 greatest bands of all time... Two of them. Two of them. Two not, of them. You know, not to mention Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Um, Shit, I, I completely forgot he did. When you're, when you're Dave Grohl and Nirvana, you know, dissipated, and then it's like, shit, what do I do now? Well, I can do this Queens of the Stone Age stuff. I can do this Foo Fighters stuff. I can sing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's fucking great. Queens of the Stone Age is a great fucking band. Yeah, he only Foo did Fighters, one album with them, though. Right, but still, it's a great fucking band. Yeah. You know, Foo Fighters is a great fucking band, though I don't care for them as much as I do a lot of the other ones or a lot of other bands. You have to appreciate Foo Fighters for Dave Grohl's musical talents. Mm -hmm. You know, fucker knows multiple instruments, fucking broke his leg, and still fucking (laughs) toured on a throne. That was the best. That was the absolute best. How many other fucking major artists, though, that we love... Would have said, ah, I broke my leg. Sorry, the tour's over. Yeah, no. Instead, instead he makes a giant throne for his uh, live show. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it is absolutely magnificent. And he plays from that throne. <laughs> like, Dave Grohl, he is like, he's one of the best guys. Best guys. He, he's, he's, he's really one of the best guys. Um, but another album that really disappointed me. So recently... I went and finally watched uh, Nick. Nick Maxson had an episode of All Around Music, uh, which is another podcast here in town, which has uh, Matt Walker on it. I don't okay. know if you remember him. from He was at McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. But uh, they at some point they uh, talked about their top albums either all time or from last year or something like that. And one of the albums on both lists, which from both hosts of All Around Music, was Incubus 8. I love Incubus. I have not kept up with Incubus. I don't love Incubus. I appreciate Incubus. 
I I love Morning View and Make Yourself. Make Yourself has the as Drive and Stellar and Pardon mm-hmm. Me, all the giant fucking hits. Um, so I had one. I had I had already heard great things about Incubus Eight. Uh, I see it as both on both of their top lists. I'm like, this album has to be fucking great. So I went ahead and got it. Is it great? I don't think so. <laughs> I was I was majorly disappointed with this album. I I consider it the same as fucking Concrete and Gold. Like it it had some okay rocking songs and then it had a lot of really experimental songs, which is not surprising from Incubus to me. So, yeah. Ugh, it, it was just such a disappointment and and such a bummer. Uh, so moving forward and on to more music still, um, my band, the fallen mind, uh, we, we went strong for a couple years in terms of recording, uh, recording music and putting it on the internet, recorded about four or five songs. Uh, then we called it, we kind of called it quits, not exactly quits, but we just didn't do anything. We never played live. We were just a, a recording thing, and so one of our things that one of the songs that we recorded and released was a song called "Casting Shadows," and I always considered that uh, like the pinnacle of my uh, mu- of my music, my musical career, I guess. And I didn't write the song. I didn't write any of the lyrics. I changed a few lyrics, but I didn't write the song. However, I did record the vocals for it, and. Uh, I loved the song then. I thought it was amazing then. And I thought I, I wanted to play that song live so bad and bring it to the people. But it never happened. So not long ago, Will, the other person in The Fallen Mind, he hit me up. He says, hey, I re-recorded all the parts. It sounds way better. I want to do a playthrough video of it. Can you just send me a video of you like singing to it? like, And I'll just... Or, is, or singing to your original vocals. I'm like, why don't I just re-record the vocals? Because one, I'm a better vocalist now. Two, I have better recording gear, and I know, I know, I'm I'm much more knowledgeable. So I went ahead and re-recorded all the parts, sent it over to him, <coughs> and uh, and we and I shot the video. Well, here today, lot on the live stream, you get to see the video uh, and the actual audio portion. I'm just gonna. I'm I'm just gonna split it all up and you know, insert the song within, and uh, so you you won't get to hear any commentary. We the audio portion won't get to hear any commentary we have, but uh, live, yeah, you're gonna get the actual video. So without further ado, this is the Fallen Mind casting shadows 2018, and here we go.
Yeah, that was The Fallen Mind, Casting Shadows. I'm very fucking proud of that song, both versions of it. Uh, do you have any comment, Tyler? Uh, I really dug it. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I didn't uh, shit on it while I was listening to it, I so that immediately that. <laughs> means I dug it. Uh, that is that is available. Uh, if you go to the actual video on The Fallen Mind's page, uh, there is a link to download that for free. So if you if you dig that and you want that as part of something as part of your listening pleasure at your listening leisure, go ahead and go give that a download. Oh, what are you doing over there, man? Uh, I had a uh, notification on my phone that said moisture detected in charging port. Oh shit! So I had to, uh, so I had been performing surgery. I had to do a little bit of uh, emergency surgery on my phone there. I noticed. You motioned to me like keep talking. Yeah. Well, I, I it was gonna bot like I was gonna be focused on it if I didn't fix it immediately. So yeah, I apologize for having to divert my attention away from the popcast, as my wife calls it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's I'm interested to hear more of this fall in mind stuff because you've yeah. talked about it, and I always make fun of you while you're talking about it. But don't take that as me oh, no, not I know. wanting to listen to it. I just we have this very uh, unique relationship where, we do. like, we're we're best friend level friendship, but at the same time, like, even though you're older than me, I'm older than you, like, in life experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm like your Wait, older. We got a cool dynamic. I like. I'm it. like your older brother, and I have to, I because I've done more adult shit than you have, so I have <laughs> to, I have to try yeah. and steer you down the right path. Um, no, the the fallen mind. It's been it is. It was always a really fun project because uh, everything Will sent me, it didn't sound like anything else that was going on in this local scene. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to bring it live so bad. Uh, do it. Just because do he, it. He won't do it. Why? Uh, one, he doesn't. Well, one, he always he used to be part of a band called The Shipwrecked, and he always hated playing live because he would just get super nervous. Uh, and on top of that, it's hard to find musicians that will learn it and you know practice and getting everybody on board but do a two-man show uh i wish i would totally do it i would i would do it in any form there's nothing wrong with a drum machine i know a car door dick smash does it. that's what i was getting ready to say it <laughs> uh a computer is the star of the show there but no it, like, like i said no no one else sounds like us and we bring a level of heaviness that's just unheard of it's it's a type of heavy, heaviness that's unheard mm-hmm. of and it, it's cool because it has its moments where it's super heavy and super brutal, and then it has those like really soft moments, like the chorus in that song. I really dug the chorus. Yeah, there. thank you. I'm a. That was one of the parts I wrote. So I am, and it, it might just be me being basic, mm-hmm. um, but if I have a so say I'm listening to to just a single. Yeah. And I'm listening to the single, and I'm digging, you know, everything about it. And then the chorus is really weak. I get you. I'm not gonna enjoy that yeah, song as much. Have to be big, even if the lyrics are very deep and complex mm-hmm. and very well written. I'm gonna struggle with that song. Um, 
a little bit if the chorus is really really strong but the but the overall lyrics throughout the rest of the song are, are a little bit weak or maybe not as good as what the chorus is i find myself leaning more towards forgiveness because the chorus is so good yeah um yeah i really dug the chorus on that so when he originally sent the song to me he want he sent the uh, instrumental and then he's like all right but i i wrote lyrics to it you're allowed you're allowed to write your own thing and do whatever you want with it but this is what it originally was and he sent me the actual song with him on vocals mm-hmm. and like he's not a vocalist <laughs> i i like his screams because they're very very raw have you ever thought about doing an overlay of both of you Ooh, two together. That'd be interesting. With the original and then that'd be interesting. You coming in over top of his original. I've that, done that. The the funny story That goes back to what I said earlier. You know, I I really dig when 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 you have good harmonies. Yes. But if you have almost alpha and omega, the beginning and the end type yeah, of thing with that'd be cool. With two different two different types of vocals being overlaid together, you know, it might not be harmonizing, but at the same time you're getting heads and tails. Yeah. You know, so I I dig stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Maybe you might try it. Do it if you want. Talk to him. The original was just him screaming. I would like, I would like to hear the original. Uh, If you have it. I do. I, I'll look for it while I'm explaining it. But the original was just him screaming all the way through, including that uh, the chorus. Mm-hmm. And the chorus was originally just uh, the sun won't ever shine part okay. repeated. Uh, I changed the lyrics and I sung it. And he's like, dude, you nailed it. Spot on. That is what I always heard, but I don't know how to sing. So I just screamed it. And you nailed it spot on. That is exactly how I always heard it in my head. And I'm like, that... Thank you. That's cool. That's awesome. Thumbs thumbs up for me. <laughs> right on, I did dude. stuff. I did a thing. Oh, I hope I can find this. You don't have to look for it right now. But um, yeah, dude, I re- I really dug it, and I I legitimately dug it. I'm not just saying it because we're no, I appreciate life it. partners and we're on the podcast <laughs> together. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna find this because it's it's really cool. I don't know if I'm going to find it. You I'm, don't have to do it right now. I'm, I'll find it eventually. We have the rest of our lives uh, for you to find that. No, our, our other songs, um, were, the next song we're re- redoing is a song called Nevermore, which is actually the last song I did with them. And that's a song that I, I put a lot of my person, my personal feelings into. Um, dealt with me. I, I've talked about this on the show before, I think. And I talked about like a, a relationship that I had that, just ended and it, it ended at a time where i needed it most and uh so those are the times that yeah that make us stronger there is a ton of emotion and it's it and i actually am really proud of the lyrics i wrote for it and I, it's 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 cool it's a cool people song. people take for granted how hard it is to write lyrics oh it is and people i have t- the hardest time nowadays people take for granted how hard it is to write in general Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the 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 talk to text age where no one actually writes things down and having the ability to write and write complex things and even write simple things. It's an art. And, Honestly, you know, I've yeah. said it seven times in the same sentence, but people take it for granted and they don't appreciate it the way that they should. 
word. Especially, you know, in word. music, in music, there's so many songwriters for artists. You know, the songwriter is recognized most of the time, I would say, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the industry, but not to the public. Yes. So you look at your pop hits and stuff like that. Most of the artists don't write those songs. I I, I hate to burst people's bubbles, but uh, yeah. Thumbs up for you, sir. Thank you. Thank and you. for him. Uh, yeah. He, no, he is the genius behind all of this. He writes the music and it... He looks very familiar. Uh, he, I don't think you would know him, honestly. You underestimate my Will, power. Will Worline? Worline? Yeah. Um... Yeah, he's the genius behind all of it. I, he sent me a lot of instrumentals since Nevermore, which was the last one, and I haven't been able to write to him because because you're a piece of shit. And because I just, I've had the hardest time writing the last couple years. Um, we now have the Super Nugget Bros from Four Fifty North. <laughs> it's a nugget, man. You know I'm gonna like oh, yeah. it. It is a double dry hopped double IPA featuring Galaxy Mosaic and Simcoe hops. Aren't the Galaxy hops the ones you don't like? I hate Galaxy hops. But maybe they maybe they mesh well with others. We're gonna see. Unlike me. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I've had Super Nugget Bros before uh on a Bruise with Dudes episode or just trying it at Nick's place. I just wanna point out how fucking badass four fifty is with their their stickers. Their labels. They fucking nail it, man. Oh, yeah. All right, let's dig into this. Oh. That's good. That's really good. That's really fucking good. It almost has a little bit of a heat to it. Mm-hmm. It does. It kind of hits you in the back of the throat. I wasn't a giant fan of this the first time I tasted it, but, you know, this is the second iteration of it, and... Everything's better with me. I, I dig it. I really dig it. You're starting to use my verbiage. I, I really enjoy doing things with you, Tyler, but I don't... This, this is fun. Uh, this is good. I like this beer. <laughs> I like this. This like is this. good. I have this. This is good. <laughs> uh, they're doing their corn maze. Uh, their their corn maze beer fest. Yes, in October sixth, I believe. Uh, several brewing companies from around the state are going to be within this maze, and we got to find them. And uh, tickets are like forty bucks for general admission. VIP sixty. The only, literally, the only difference between VIP and general is you get in early. You get in an hour and a half earlier, and I guess during that time, that's when the brewing companies are going to be tapping their specialty beers. Um, but both, both VIP and general get a special four pack of a beer that 450 North is brewing for that event. And uh, Nick said he went last year and he had a blast. I so my good friend Andrew Dietrich and I um, planned on going last year. Last year, no shit. Um, it's a fucking corn maze beer fest. Why would you not go? D did you know? But you didn't know about four fifty north. Nope. You just you're just like oh corn maze. Beer no, fest. I saw beer fest. Yeah, not corn maze. <laughs> I get you. Uh, him and I saw beer fest, and our wives saw corn maze. Mm -hmm. um, so we planned on going. Um, we both ended up having stuff stuff come up and weren't able to go because it was earlier in the year last year. Um, but I was really bummed that I didn't get to go. Uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to go this year. You know, it's in October now. Hopefully it'll be a little bit cooler. 
Um, because it gets five. Because it gets fucking hot in the corn, man. This is eight point five. Thank you. That's awesome. Are you fucking wasty pants over no, there? This, Jesus I Christ! I will be after this because I haven't eaten in a while. <laughs> I haven't eaten in days. I wanted to eat before this, but uh, life came up. So uh, I had some Cheez-Its. Oh, lucky. I was. I had some leftover pizza. Normally, I get the pizza after, but le- yesterday I was feeling extra lazy, and yeah. Andy uh, was going out for pizza, and I'm like, "Here's five bucks. Get me a pizza too." <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> Feed me. Uh, yeah. But so. yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I can honestly say this is probably not my favorite nugget uh, from the nugget series, but I will tell you this, I like this more than the cookies and cream nuggets, which I brought tonight and I will not be drinking because you have uh, graciously provided me with enough beer mm-hmm. to... Which was graciously uh, brought to me from the, the Brews with Dudes. True. Uh, crew i traded i brought i brought nick hopefully some beer that will be on brews with dudes uh from columbus ohio from wolf ridge brewing company i see my cousin holly has commented what what say she good old indiana and its cornfields it gets hot in them question mark exclamation point holly used to live in fucking indiana you know it gets hot here Yes. Imagine hot in the corn. It's fucking no air movement, no air flow. Much hot, such humid. Jennifer's here. Oh, finally. Yeah, where the fuck you been at? What the fuck? So, earlier today, I uh, we we almost had Richard on tonight. Rollo the Destroyer. Rollo the listeners. Destroyer was almost on tonight, and I we never told him. <laughs> Luckily. He, he had a, a really great achievement today, which I'll get to here in a second, but no, I asked... Jennifer, I was like, Jennifer, huh? What Holly say? What Holly say? True. Okay. Good point. Ha ha. Thank you. <laughs> but I asked Jennifer coming back from lunch today. I said, Jennifer, you are probably our third biggest fan. Which would you rather see? An episode with me, Tyler, and Richard, or just me and Tyler? She said, me and Tyler. So even though she won't speak to me, she really likes me as a person deep down. She says, sorry, trying to put her daughter to bed. All excuses. I'm, all I'm hearing is excuses. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm hearing. Excuses. You've had two hours. You've had an hour and 41 minutes to try and to, to watch Satiate us. your child. Yeah. So that that's your that's on you. That's on you. Oh, no. But No, Richard had a really uh, awesome achievement today. He went to court. I don't know if we should broadcast his life. No, but. we don't need to broadcast his life, but in the state of Indiana, more, more so than not, regardless of the scenario and the uh, variables, almost always, um, the mother gets custody of the child and he won custody of one of his children. He won full custody, full custody. And that is an achievement. That's all I'm going to say yeah, about that, Richard because that's his life. Yeah, that's an that's an awesome achievement. I'm, but I'm congratulations really happy for him. to you, dude, because you're 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 doing some good stuff. I'm really happy for him. Um, we have another. We have a trailer we want to watch. We do have a trailer we want to watch. I want to make one final statement about the Rolo the Destroyer stuff. Yeah, go for it. I have a very strong opinion about people not fucking raising their goddamn kids. Raise your fucking kids, people. You fucking made them. It's not your mom's responsibility. It's not your dad's responsibility. It's not your brothers and sisters, your fucking nieces and nephews. 
They're your fucking kids. Raise them. Grow up. Be a fucking adult. Get your goddamn life together and raise your fucking kids. Yes. Be good people. Be a regular gay. <laughs> be a regular gal. Jennifer says, I've tried to get Tyler to conversate with me. Either he wasn't in the mood or I'm not a good conversationalist. What? Oh, well. What? What? No. <laughs> good comeback. No, you. Good comeback, bro. Just uh, be ready, Jennifer. I'm going to have some conversation stuff coming your way the next time we work together. We also have Mr. Josh McKinney, former guest. Uh, hopefully a guest again sometime soon. I don't know. It, it depends on if we can get him to my home. Uh, he 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 did the emoji thing that you always do. Oh, I know. He he. That's where I got it from. I got it from. I him. figured you didn't come up with that on your own. Fuck off. <laughs> no, he's he's making very suggestive uh, emoji. Which hey Josh, which one are you making the suggestive emojis towards, Blaine or myself? Yeah. Are, are you making? Uh, keep on chatting us up. Uh, we're uh, gonna... Speaking of something, I have to I have to say this because I told Calvin this today and he almost lost his fucking mind. Yeah. Joe and I got into it last week. Oh? It was really petty and stupid, but <laughs> we got into it, and he honestly... He, he says put out. Josh says put out. He told me he thought that he was better looking than me. And What he, the fuck? He honestly believed that. He fucking said it with 100% certainty that he was better looking than me. Joe, my future roommate, I will put this on the internet right now. You you are not nearly as good looking as Tyler. And I'm fat. And he's so, fat. And I'm fat. He's not even fat. You're not fat. I'm just husky. You're just husky. <laughs> <laughs> he is Adonis, god damn it. Think back to the husky jeans of the fucking 90s. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so. Let's this, watch this trailer. Let's so, watch this trailer. This movie's called Hereditary. I have never heard of this. It is a um, horror film. It was teased last year. I, I can't remember if it was mid to late last year, but it was slated for release uh, like first quarter of this year. And then if if my uh, information's correct, it was pushed back. So I think it's going to come out late summer now, but it looks it's very intriguing. So let's let's take a peek here. So you're just cutting a pigeon's head off with scissors? She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of you? That's you don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die, 
over there at the end. So that was the short trailer. Uh, they released a new trailer yesterday. Um, that's about another minute and a half long. That is basically the same trailer. It's cut up a little bit different, and they add a, I would say, a dozen more new scenes to it. But it's a, it's a really, it's a really interesting idea. Um, I, I am very very intrigued by that are you yes. i didn't think that you would be i am not a big horror guy but that looks so really so the good. premise of the movie the grandmother passes away and then all of the themes that the director and producer and reviewers uh put you know how they always add stuff while a while a trailer's being cut up like the best movie since yada yada um yeah the theme is it really puts you in touch with the demons that your parents have left behind. So I don't know if this is going to be like a ghost movie or like, uh, like did they, do you think they mean like literally? The I think demons? they, I think they mean literal demons. Oh, that's so cool. Because th that's throughout so cool. the trailer, you heard them say, you know, my mother had private rituals and private friends. So it's almost like a paranormal activity type vibe that i'm oh, getting so from it literal rituals yes um and there's there's a lot of cool imagery in the trailer you see there the is. mother i assume her job is something dollhouse related she's you know she's got the magnifying glass oh, what if that's just like a regular like it, a hobby it could be a hobby like um a weird fucked up hobby right because that is a weird fucked up <laughs> hobby but uh the the actress that plays the the granddaughter or the daughter of the child um I'm not going to critique her. Uh, she looks like she has some sort of birth defect with her face. She yeah. looks very different opposed to... Yeah, she looks very panda-like. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but she... she you, can on, you can obviously tell a difference between her and yes. a run-of-the-mill child. So, much like A Quiet Place... That, that, that actually looked like a lot of prosthetic, too. Yeah. Yeah, she, she had prosthetic... Uh, well, we don't know face that. Face alteration. We don't know it that. It looks like it. Honestly, it, it looks it like looks it. It looks like it, but we don't know that. No. Um, but Act Actress-wise. Actress-wise, yeah. yeah. We don't know that. Um, but one, we talked about it last week. One of the things that I appreciated so much about A Quiet Place is the, the actress that plays the young girl, the daughter in the film, actually was deaf, so it fit very well with the theme. She did a fantastic job, yada, yada, the whole spiel from last week. But I'm really interested to see how prevalent her character is in the film. Because you see um, the uh, Indian actor. Yes. I don't know his name because I don't, I don't know a lot about this film. I just remember Me seeing either. the teaser the last year. the first I've year. seen of it. Um, I didn't even see a teaser. I saw the teaser last year. I can't remember. I think I might have saw it just like um, on one of the YouTube Red Band 
trailers, um, you know, that they always release every day, shit like that. But, um, now that I've now that I saw the updated trailer yesterday, I'm I'm that much more excited for it. I'm I'm very excited just for that that trailer we just watched. Uh yeah, we finally got Oh god, Joe. We, we talk about Joe and he shows up in the chat. What do you know? He's never in the chat. He this is like literally the first time he's said more than just one thing and left. Uh he says he says she looks like Tiffany. <laughs> which is she, the panda. She doesn't look that bad. Uh she doesn't look that bad. Um but no Joe, if you're still watching, you are not nearly as good looking as this guy right here, this Adonis. That's me. That I'm pointing at. Fat young John Samos. That guy right there, my life partner. Look at my hair. It's, it's glorious. Anyway, maybe it's heritage. Maybe Ooh. it's Mabel. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for that. I, I, the horror genre is kind of stale right now, um, and um, you know, there's been a lot of bad movies the last four or five years. I'm so tired of purge movies. I'm so tired of uh, the the. Well, most I'm not even one. see. The sad thing is, I'm not even tired of the purge movies. I haven't seen any of them, but I don't want to. They're not. No, no, no. Watch They're them. Good? They're not the good. All the right. first one is good. The second one's not bad. Um, they just announced. They announced a um, prequel. Purge yes, I movie. That. I kind of. I'm. I'm intrigued. It it it's a it takes place during the first purge. So I I I will watch it. Um. I definitely won't go see it in theaters. But um, the most recent one horror movie or fucking scare tactic movie, I've seen. Um, Truth or Dare. Miranda. Really you watch that? No, it's not out. No, it just came out. It came out Friday the thirteenth. Okay, so Miranda really wants to see that. I have no, absolutely no desire to see it. Skylar wants to see that it too. movie. Looks like just complete garbage. Uh, maybe they can go together, or maybe we can just go and sit next to each other. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it at all. I, I could care less about <laughs> be this a regular movie. gay. I don't fucking care about this movie. Like I, I. It, it looks interesting. No, it doesn't look interesting at all. No, it, it does because it it's a it's a it's it, you have to look past the actual movie trailer itself. You have to look at the concept. Like you bring somebody into your friend group, they're a stranger. You know, think about the first time you and I met. What if I if the first time that I met you, I said, "Hey, I'm having a, a group of friends hang out tonight. Why don't you come?" And you show up, and then then I put a curse on all of you. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm the guy that puts a curse on you, and I look at you and say, "Sorry, guys. Sorry uh, about you. Fuck yourself. Yeah, Bye. this is this is on you now. I'm out of here. You know." And then um, it's actually a cool concept. You know, the mo- I, I I can't imagine that the movie is Oscar worthy by any means I because have. horror films have a hard time with that anyway. You know, even with you like explain and like telling like trying, I'm, to- I'm trying to sell it to you. Even with you trying to sell it to me, I, I have still no desire to see it. No, I, I definitely get you. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm one of the few people out there that appreciate the Paranormal Activity movies. I really dig the Insidious movies. Um, and it, it all goes back to you have to look past what it's initially advertised as. You have to appreciate the cast and yeah. the writing. And, you know, the whole... I was involved in the filmmaking. I My life plan for a long time was to be involved in the filmmaking and filmmaking what, industry which is what my buddy austin welch does mm-hmm. and that it's it's great that he's actually out there doing that. yeah props to you um but yeah so so there's a lot of that still left in me and 
more times than I should, I get drawn into, well, I really appreci- appreciated this part, but I hated this part. And then, you know, it skews my overall opinion of a movie. Mm-hmm. But the horror industry, you know, we have the Halloween remakes that weren't very good. We have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes that weren't very good. Um, I like the first Halloween remake. I don't. Rob Zombie's, the first Rob Zombie Halloween good i didn't second i didn't dig it man i when i was a kid and i watched the original halloween and then i started watching the sequels and then you know when it gets to like halloween h2o it gets to be pretty bad and stuff like that um yeah you know not only was i burnt out on halloween because so one of the things i was going to bring up tonight and unfortunately we've run out we've run out of time so i'll i'll uh, uh, we still have one thing we definitely have to bring. Yeah, up. but you know, as far as the the topic that I wanted to bring up, um, I wanted to talk about science fiction movies, and I'll I'll, I'll table that until next week. Okay. Um, but one of the things I appreciated about a lot of, of a lot of recent science fiction movies, the villain or the antagonist is not something that you like. Think about movies where, um the entity that's killing people is like a virus. Yeah. Or it's not something physical that you can reach out and touch. Because one of the biggest issues I have with horror movies, get some motherfucking guns and shoot some fucking shit. There's a creature coming after you, fight that motherfucker. Yeah. I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Kill that motherfucker. 100%, yes. And, and, And that's part of the reason I have such a problem with the horror industry when you have, when you think about movies like Insidious or The Exorcism, where you have demonic entities or ghosts or any, what have you possessing children, and my good friend Andy, Andrew Dietrich and I have had this conversation many times, like we have about life and all kinds of things. Say your child is possessed by a demon. Yes. And it's killing people, and it's trying to do you harm. How do you handle that? I mean, do you kill you your child? Very, there, there, there is a divide within yourself because one, that's your child. First and, and foremost, that's your child. That's something you created and, and that, raised, and, and and that's the stance developed. that he took. And the stance that I took was, well, well I'm not done. Well, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not done. That, so there's that. That's there. That's the one part. And then there's this other part where there's this e- it, there's this evil within it, and it is it is causing harm, it is killing, it is destroying, and and it at is, what it, point does it no longer become your child? Exactly, that's what that was the next. And thing that's I was the stance say. that I took on it. At what point does it not become your child? Because what if you can? What if there is a chance you can get rid of mm-hmm. evil within? Uh, what if? But what if you can't? Right. What if that that is so ingrained so mm-hmm. that it is taken well, what if root? there's literally not a re- not a way to get rid of it yeah you know you have you have no choice that's right but that that is something that is such a hard choice well, and, to and, make. and the debate that's that we the dilemma the debate that we got into was so we under we understand the stance that we take if it's our child mm-hmm. what if it's your child and i'm the one that it's trying to do harm do i kill your kid well, is it is it still a child at that point? You know, so there's our minds are not built to handle issues like this, and that's part of the reason. No, no, they're not. But like at 
I mean, given, okay, so I don't have children. You have children. Uh, but So imagine if my child was trying to kill you. Do you kill my kid? No, I'm, I'm still thinking from my, the standpoint of my child trying to okay. kill you. That's fine. Um, I've always looked at things very realistically. I've always had a black very, and white. Very No, not even black and white. Just a clear mind about things. And I think if my child was going around killing things, I'd and you and you were to happen to defend yourself and kill my child because it was trying to kill you one uh, yeah i'd be pretty i'd be pretty bummed about my kid right. being dead but you know i think you would have every right cuz yeah you're defending yourself and, that that that, that definitely is the moral dilemma though and but but what i was getting at is that's one of the things that i've appreciated in the horror genre over the last, you know, five or six years, there's been a lot of movies that have pushed that moral dilemma. Yeah. Um, much like The Exorcism did way back when. Um, but the genre as a whole is kind of stale. You know, one of the movies, and it's it's not a very well-reviewed movie, and it's not a very good movie overall, um, but I think it's called... Fuck, is it The Visitors? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that the one I'm thinking of where the, the kids go to stay with the grandparents? You can't you can't tell, you can't can't tell. ask me because I, I don't know, but the, the name sounds familiar. So the, the movie that I'm trying to remember Visitors is... Visitors or Visitation? Or? I think it's The Visitors. But two children go to stay with their grandparents for the weekend and come to find out by the end of the movie... Um, the people, so these are grandparents that they've never met. I'm gonna cut you off real quick. Go ahead. Uh, two hours and five minutes into the live stream, and Pod Daddy Nate finally joins. Nice to have you, Nate. Yeah, thank you for making your weekly appearance. Appreciate. We appreciate you, Nate. Go on. Um, I th- I think it, I thought it was the visitors. Anyway, uh, two children go to stay for a weekend with grandparents that they've never met. Um, and by the end of the film, the kids, kids, un, or, you know, unearth this mystery and realize that the grandparents that they've been staying with and doing all this freaky shit are actually escaped mental asylum oh, patients shit. and they murdered their grandparents and took their place and then they have to escape and, you oh, know, fuck. Uh, so that as a horror film is very it's very unique though the film was not very good it was one of those shot from the first person angle a lot of times really much like paranormal activity and uh cloverfield and stuff like that so so, so from like a camera perspective yes um i i call that first person cuz just imagine you holding a camera mm-hmm. um but it wasn't a it wasn't a terrible movie and it reviewed very very poorly um god it's not the visitors i know i know what you're talking about. you know what i'm talking about name wise i know what you're talking about i'm not i'm not i'm just not a huge fan of horror in general i like slasher films like i like the old freddy and jason see but that's a freddy's different but like jason that's the problem that i have with slasher films fucking defend yourself don't yeah. fucking run and well, fall there, down. There have been times where they've defended themselves and, quite frankly, died. Uh, there was, and 
the very first Jason movie I ever saw besides, okay, so the very first Jason movie I ever saw was uh, Jason It's X. The Visit. Oh, the the visit, visit is the name of the movie. Okay, the very first, the very first Jason movie I saw was Jason X. That prompted, the space one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the really, really bad one. Really bad one. But I was, uh, I was very young. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Skylar even said the visit. Thank you, Skylar. We we needed you like five minutes ago. Thanks. Yes. Uh, so I saw Jason X, and then I became obsessed with Jason. I was okay. like, this is so fucking cool. This is so fucking cool. I want to watch all the others. So what's the next one I watch? For, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, 8. Jason takes New York. Oh, God. And uh, in that video, in that video, in that movie, they're on the the cast is on this ship that's, be, that's uh, going to New York City. And... They don't even make it to New York until like the very end. Right. They're on the ship the whole time. Yeah, that's the that's the so the major slasher films, Freddy Jason, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, not so much that one, but that's the problem with those films. They get so far into Freddy 8 that the plot is so convoluted and the movie is so terrible and they've lost their luster so much. But that was a thing back then. Right. Back then, the people but, could take repetition. Like but that. we're getting to that point now, especially with the remakes, we have directors and producers saying, okay, we're going to go back and we're going to basically start this over again. And we're going to get right back there. You know, I personally loved Freddy versus Jason. We had some. I did too. We had some great sweater meat. Yes. Monica Kina. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. We had some some actual good writing, you know, not not the whole film, but throughout it there was actually some good things to pick pick and piece together. And we got Robert England, fucking Freddie. Yeah, and then you <laughs> and then you had arguably the two greatest slasher film villains ever. Yes, you know Michael Myers is definitely there. We've and for won- a long time they talked about having. We've the- wanted. Freddy versus Jason since Jason goes to hell, where at the very end, Jason's mask is sitting on the ground and Freddy's claws come up from basically hell yep. uh, from the ground and drag it down. Yep. Holy fuck. Throw my, I, for a long time, they talked about making a sequel to that where it was Freddy versus Jason versus Michael, yes. and it was all three of them. I would really like to see that um, for my own enjoyment more than anything, uh, <laughs> yeah. because I dug the Freddy versus Jason film so much. Um, but it's just, like I said, it's just very stale. And with Halloween getting a reboot, hopefully we get a, I think, I think they're going to do the Halloween reboot. I'll, I'll watch it regardless because it's, it's updated. It's new. I can, I can watch it. I have a hard time watching older movies and I always have, mm-hmm. uh, so, but if, but, and I've found that if I do watch them, if I just suck it up and watch it, I do enjoy it. Right. Uh, for the most part, like 90% of the time. Um, I think the only time I've had a hard time watching something that was older, but is like considered a cult classic or a classic, um, my girlfriend Miranda, one of our first dates, I guess you could call it, was she came over here and we watched The Crow. Watch Gone with the Wind. I've watched Gone with the Wind. And you didn't have a problem with that? I, I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> but, well, uh, frankly, Scarlet, I, I don't, don't give, give a, a damn. damn. Yeah. 
Um, Why well, I do declare, Miss Beauregard. Uh, but no, Miranda and I Scarlet. watched The Crow, and boy, oh boy, was I. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, was I disappointed. Uh, that movie is a cult classic for a reason. You know, I'm sure it was. A actually, lot of it is Jason, or uh, you were about to say Jason Momoa. No, it was Brandon then, Reed. No, no I Brandon was, Reed. Brandon Lee. I was gonna say Jason Scott Lee. You fuck. Okay. Not Jason Momoa. Okay. Fair. Um, it Brandon is Brandon Lee. Lee. Jason Scott Lee is a lot of times confused as Bruce Lee's son, and he's not. Baxter really wants out <laughs> of this room. Just, I look over, and Baxter's just staring. At the door. He's pawed at it a couple times. He I've been has? watching him. Oh, poor guy. I'm going to let him out. We're almost done. Get out of here. Go forth. God, God damn it. Go forth, my child. But yeah, I, I I feel like we could have we could have an episode entirely devoted to horror and science fiction, and yeah. I would ramble way too much. So... I've talked enough about that. I I think the industry is stale. It needs a little bit of breath or a, a little bit of life breathed back into it. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting there. Mm-hmm. That's my that's so, my spiel. Okay. So do we want to go forward or do you want to end this episode? We've got one more topic. Let's we got nail one more it topic. Out. All right. We're going to try to make this quick. So you wanted you wanted to do something today. Yep. And it it, it comes from something you tagged me in. Yep. Uh, is one of those like okay you get you get fifteen dollars and you have these choices each cho- each tier there's tiers of choices with dollar values mm-hmm. uh, and so what we're gonna do and I'm gonna change this up a bit all right so we're gonna assemble our ultimate dark side team Star Wars we're talking Star Wars here now um Joe Grimes says thou shalt speak ill thou shalt speak ill of the crow. I think you meant shout, thou shalt not. You forgot a not, Joe, yeah, but we suck. know what you meant. Yeah, and you still suck. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to assemble our ultimate Star Wars dark side team. Because and the dark side is the true The path. dark side is the best. So the way I'm going to do this. Okay. We have a, Okay, we're going rule of two. Okay. Rule of two plus. Okay. So we're going to have a master, an apprentice. Okay. A general... Okay. An underling. Okay. And a droid. Okay. Go. Okay, I'm going to have... Oh, shit. I'm going to have... Keep in mind, there are some masters that were once apprentices. I'm going to have... I'm going to stick with what I said initially. I'm going to have Starkiller and Maul. But who's the master and who's the apprentice? I would put Maul as the master... And Starkiller is the apprentice. Interesting, but Maul was never a master. But he could have been. He could have been, but he and never was. Technically, he was a master. He was Savage's master. Was he? Yes, he was. Okay. How was he not? You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go. You know, the night gonna... the Night Sisters uh, allowed Savage to uh, dive deeper into his Force powers, and then Maul taught him the ways of the Sith. So. I'm going to put Maul as Starkiller's master because Starkiller is more a great Jedi than anything. And, Fair. And he he knows that there are things that Maul could teach him that Vader did not. Starkiller represents the absolute limits of the Force. Yes. And, and the fact that he broke the limits of yep. the Force. He... Uh, 
Oh my god, there was a there was a quote that I was gonna say that you made me think of, and now I can't remember. So anyway, I'm gonna put Maul as master. However long that may be, I can't say because Starkiller, Starkiller has back. so much fucking rage. Starkiller Starkiller is not only proficient in lightsaber combat, which is where Maul he's a master of lightsaber combat. He's a mm-hmm. master of combat, martial arts. Um Starkiller is also a master in the force. Yep. So he would just absolutely destroy Maul if he was still canon. Yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with that, but he would know that he no had, competition. But he know he would know that he has something to learn from Maul, however long that may be. I destroyed the super nugget, bro. I'm I'm about halfway through. I destroyed it way faster than the hazy powder. But uh, so I would put Star Killer or uh, Maul as master, Star Killer as apprentice, and then you said general. General, yes. I would put. Um... Ah, shit. I would put Django Fett as general. Django? Really? He's he's more of like an underling or a bounty. He's a bounty hunter, so he he doesn't. He's really... a Mandalorian. They're all generals. Masters of of warfare. Yeah. Okay. They're all fucking generals. He took the mantle of Jaster Mareel. He... Okay. 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 I don't know much about Django. Oh, I know I'll a lot you. about fucking Mandalorian. So I know a lot of Mandalorian too. I don't know much about Django. I would put Django as the general. I know then... more. I know more like Old Republic Mandalorian. Like I know Knights of the Old Republic and before. So I would put Django as my general. I would put uh and then you said underling and then droid, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I would probably put mm, that's tough. It it would be a tie for me between Dirge. <laughs> And um, a a tie between Dirge and either Dengar or Bosk as the underling. Okay. All three fantastic bounty hunters. You know, as long as they're getting paid, they'll do whatever they have to do. Yeah. I think it would more so be Bosk and Dirge than Dengar, but Dengar's definitely up there. Okay. Um, And the droid, it it has to be IG-88. I don't know IG-88. So in um, Empire Strikes Back, when Han says, we ran into that bounty hunter on Ord Mantell, that's IG-88. Okay. So when you get the panel of all the bounty hunters, and it it goes from right to left, the droid that has almost the 55-gallon drum body and then the really skinny head that has all the little red red lights on it with the really really long blaster that's ig88 okay all right let's go down the line master darth revan you knew that was coming yeah i knew it you knew that was coming i have a harder time with the apprentice um part of me wants to go sidious emperor palpatine really uh just just for his his uh, manipulation manipulation in his mind uh, I and I I say I say him because he's been both master and apprentice, and mm-hmm. it's been he's been shown in both of those lights, right? Uh, with the Darth Plagueis book, I could I could very that is a great book by the very way. Very easily see Kylo as Revan's apprentice. I didn't mean to hijack it from no, you. No, but... I, I I didn't even think of that. Um, but then you got Vader. 
Vader. Vader's always been the master, though. No, he has not. He is the master. He's been the inf- he. I wouldn't even call him an apprentice. I would call him an enforcer. Mm. Because at that point, the rule of two was over. Despite there being a rule, despite despite there being a master and apprentice, the rule of two was over. Uh, I've always looked at Vader as the as the master. If you read, he could have taken down Palpatine anytime he wanted. Oh, without to. doubt. Uh, despite his mechanical limitations, mm-hmm. however, uh, so if you've read the Darth Plagueis, book, which I haven't, I, it, it's definitely in my queue. Oh no, read it as soon as possible. Uh, another suggestion: play Knights of the Old Republic, and play Knights of the Old Republic two, and then read Revan. Um, excellent book that connects both of those and goes beyond. Um, because there's a lot of questions you have. That if you play both games, there are a lot of fucking questions you have, and Revan answers them. Cool. Um, going back to Plagueis. So Plagueis, by the time Darth Plagueis defeated or killed his master and became essentially became the master, and he was seeking out an apprentice, he had basically either foreseen or decided the rule of two ended with him. He decided that everything that had led up to him uh, like all the sith legacy led to him and he was the he was going to be the one that, that ended the rule of two and ended the jedi and and it decided the rule of the galaxy under the sith uh so back to what the sith originally were yeah he 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 bane's legacy was him how can okay i I gotta interrupt how how have neither of us talked about bane oh boy i've read those books and those are some good books bane is such a carpetian the the writer of the story that mass effect mass effect carpetian wrote mass effect i I think brandon told me that Mm -hmm. brando told me that but uh carpetian also wrote knights of the old republic yep and he wrote revan he wrote the Darth Bane series. He wrote a couple of the the old Republic books that involves uh, uh, the other, like the old actual, the old Republic game, the the MMO. But Darth Plagueis, uh, he he basically he was he considered himself the end, the end of the line. Him and his apprentice, and the way he set it up was he was going to be the pup, the the master, and his apprentice was going to be the face. He was going to pull the strings behind the scenes. And that's essentially what it was. Right. And, it, and Darth Plagueis, it connects so many dots that the prequels create. It, like every, like you start, you watch the prequels years and years ago, and then you read Darth Plagueis and you're like, holy shit, this happened because of this? Wow. Wow. So, and 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 so you see Sidious in this light that of the apprentice, but at the same time, uh, he's he's this political mastermind. He's this manipulative mastermind. Mm-hmm. Not only because he's really good at it, but because Plagueis has been instructing him to do things. Yep, Plagueis was also in plain sight. He was con- he was considered one of the one of the uh, head the heads of the the inter- the intergalactic banking clan or whatever from. Uh, moon he's he's a moonalist or he's a moon from moonalist um and 
so I want to say I want to say Sidious as the apprentice because he is a genius. He not only not only gained all this this power of manipulation from him from his master, but he was he was he was already groomed to be a political figure. Right. Like he was sent to some basically uh, a fucking uh, a, a fucking senator uh, camp for summer or whatever. Senator summer camp. Yeah, senator summer camp, and he fucking he was groomed to be a senator. He was glo- he was groomed to be a political figure. Uh, so he was already very proficient in politics. So move that forward. Now you're good. Uh, move that forward. He's 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 a genius. But now that you bring Kylo Ren into the fold, that's great. Joe says, go outside and play hide and go fuck yourselves. Awesome. Come up with a new one, Joe. That's one I've been saying for years. I'm pretty sure you heard it from me. I can't take credit for that, but I might. So, okay, so we got Master and Apprentice. General. Master Apprentice. Who did I pick for Apprentice? I haven't picked. I'm going to go with Sidious. That was yeah, pick. Palpatine, I that's what you said. I, I never officially decided on it once you said Kylo Ren. I was like, fuck. I bet you're going with Thrawn for general. Yeah, I'm going to go with Thrawn, even though I'm not a big fan of Thrawn. He doesn't fucking do anything. But he's a genius. He's very... I made my list based on combat. I know you did. You made your list I, I specifically based said, on fucking manipulation. I specifically said you based your list off of DPS, damage per second. <laughs> Thrawn ain't doing shit but telling people what to do. And the, the best way to stop somebody that tells you what to do is tell them no. And then beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, so I... Going with Thrawn for your general? I'm going to go with Thrawn for my general. What was next? Uh, underling. Underling? Underlings. Interesting. Because there's, there's a lot of people that we didn't take into account aura seeing uh asaji ventress asaji ventress yes yep uh but go ahead and pick your underling so we can wrap this up shit i should have thought about i this. figured you had this all fucking no, planned I out uh i have a droid but i don't have an underling a stormtrooper traitor <laughs> traitor yeah tr8r <laughs> as God. he was called by fans traitor uh i'm just gonna go with him because i can't think of any honestly you're not gonna pick like a badass bounty hunter like cad bane oh cad bane fuck uh no i'm not uh yeah tr8r because thanks internet fandom (laughs) all right that's fair uh but droid hk47 god how can you pick hk over ig88 i don't know ig88 hk's not fucking canon yeah he is actually because the old republic canon is it it is because it's a continuing video game that keeps going on they they can't not they can't oh you're going off of the old republic not knights of the old republic i got you i'm with you well the old republic is knights of the old republic is part of the old republic i know so i got i'm with you. it's canon because it's still going and it wouldn't still be going if it wasn't canon i'm with you so uh, and that that's the cool thing about Star Wars. It it, it, it expands 30,000 years beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's so much history. It's so rich. But there's my list. That That's it. <laughs> there's my wrist. 
We got we got to we got to wrap it up. So take like, it or leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy a ShamWow. <laughs> Beat your prostitutes. <laughs> All right. You have any closing thoughts? Um, as always, my closing thoughts are: form your own opinions, do your own research, and I, I want to close today with a statement that I wholeheartedly believe: the Earth is humanity's prison we need to focus on escaping this prison the earth is also not flat we need to (laughs) we need to expand and sow our seeds among the stars Mm -hmm. that's my closing thought all right heritage heritage all right thank you guys for listening yeah also thank you for listening (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I guess I should say that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, oh, oh, thank you for listening to Podcastrophy. <sighs> uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys on the live stream so much for watching. Uh, as always, you can catch us live on Facebook every Wednesday at 5.30. Between 5.30 and 6. Sometimes it's a little late. Sometimes it's a little early. Who knows? Uh, either way, you're gonna see us sharing it. You're gonna see a lot. You're gonna see the podcast if you page pop up on your newsfeed. Uh, just tune in sometime around then. You'll see us. Um, and as always, you can also catch us in audio format on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, and Spotify. All on the Journey into Comics Network yeah. every Thursday. So, I've been Dick. I've been T.Y. And please make every day a big dick day. Heritage. Bye, guys. Woke up this-